you, he didn't bump you, he didn't nudge you, he rubbed you. And Robin's son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing, episode number nine. We're back for another week. It is the 19th of May. We are recording. Uh, we have had so much things happen in the last week, including me driving uh, for 2,000 kilometers over the weekend. So a little bit rushed the results will be tonight. But I'm Peter Wilco Wilkinson, and this is Braden Martin. How are you going, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Nice to be back again. Somehow we've still got people yeah. listening. <laughs> Yeah, that's a few few more people listening and people going through the back catalogue each week, which is really good. So um, so when we started this, we were chatting probably what every day for every almost every hour trying to catch up and prepare things. And I think I only get to talk to you once a week now because, or twice a week because we race tomorrow night. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we're po- yeah, we are podcasting. We'll do this, we'll do that, and we'll get into it. So that's a bit of the behind the scenes. We're not quite, we're just busy. Obviously, Braden's back at school and I'm just nuts at work. I've got stories to tell, but I won't tell them here. I'll tell them on the Man Cave podcast. So go check out the Man Cave, Locked On Lads, the Man Cave, for the stories of my week. It's been an absolute disaster, but... Um, I shouldn't laugh because yeah. it's, not, it's not a laughing one, but it's sometimes you just got to laugh, don't you? I don't know how many times I've been in tears this weekend, but anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that on the Man Cave. Go check it out. So, look, welcome to Locked On iRacing. Thank you to everyone who's picked it up over the last week uh, and everyone who's been listening for all nine episodes, leaving us reviews and all that kind of stuff. We've had a small issue with Apple. There's two feeds up there on the Apple iTunes store. I've emailed them. They have not responded to my request uh, to merge them or do something to fix them up, but one of them isn't updating properly. So if you are listening on Apple iPod, uh, iTunes, you're probably not hearing this, <laughs> but if you are... Um, Go on the other feed. Uh, you'll be able to work it out. One says 30 minutes in the description. One says 90 minutes in the description. So we've updated it, but the other one's not updating. But yeah, go check it out. But thank you. If you haven't reviewed, go review us. Go give us a rating that helps us out, helps us reach more and more people out there. Uh, go to lockedonlads.com slash discord. We're in the moment trying to grow that at the moment. Uh, it's a really good place. It's not just racing. It's also gaming, mental health. Uh, beer channel just popped up in the in the in the Discord this afternoon. I've seen as well, um, cooking and all kinds of weird stuff in there. So it's got a place for everyone. Uh, go check it out. Lockedonlads.com/slash/discord will get you in there, or it is in the show notes. Um, the other thing is we're still sponsoring Ultimate Dirt TV. So go check them out on Facebook. Um, Ultimate Dirt TV goes uh, lots of dirt racing lot uh, all day pretty much because they cover America and Australian stuff. So. Go check them out. We're we're very enjoying working with them. Also, we're working with Into Sim Esports Network. I uh, I keep on getting it wrong, but it's Into Sim anyway. Uh, we're we're sort of partnering with them, and you'll get a a chat with the young Michael Skirly Skirlock later on in the podcast for since he got second uh, on Friday Night Switch Up series. So we're working with them for a little bit as well. Please so. tell me you addressed the uh, video he posted in the Ans Card Discord because <laughs> that was something no. if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I didn't even see that. That's how much I've been out of whack in the in the world. I look, I started talking to him, and he's one of those really interesting people. That as soon as he said about two sentences, I'm like, I've got five questions for you now from what you just said. And then he'd say another thing. I've got another ten questions I need to ask you, but we only had a ten minute window, so I'm like, don't, don't ask, don't ask, don't ask, don't ask. Have to and, save him um, for another yeah, time. Yeah, so we. We are definitely going to save him for another time. We've got some stuff working in the background that hopefully... We always say that. <laughs> and we always now talking about different things every time we say it. But keep an ear to the ground. We might have some stuff coming up where 
you might get a little bit more interview content than uh, we, we're currently doing, but uh, hopefully we can get him in as one of those uh, in, in a little special run series we're going to try and do uh, fairly soon. One last shout out to Matthew Joy over on Facebook. He's one of our biggest uh, helpers in the Discord. I actually work physically work with him uh, for a bit. He now works in a different shed, but he's, a, he's an excellent man. Uh, he's actually running a limited run series for us at the moment in racing. Uh, so it's a limited run iRacing series for dirt. They had their second race, first race last Monday night. So we'll, we'll cover that in the results. But thank you for all the effort you're putting in as well. But let's get into what we've been up to before we get into a really, really cool interview that we recorded a little bit earlier tonight. Braden, mate, what have you been up to in the world of iRacing or real world racing or anything, really? Yeah, I'm back in the skippies. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for the skippies. <laughs> <laughs> how many races did you do? Are we going to go over every single one of them tonight? No, no, we... How many did? <laughs> no we won't go over all of them. Um, it was funny, actually, because like, I thought, oh, I've actually got some time on the weekend. Skippies are at Bathurst. Um, I, my safety rating was dangling dangerously close to being under two. <laughs> And I was like, I know I can gain some SR from Bathurst. I know the track. We've done it like four times for Aussie Car. It's been in officials at least a couple of times in the last few seasons. So I was feeling good. So I actually jumped in and I did seven races there. And it's fun. that's not the funny part. The funny part is me thinking I had plenty of time because it got to sort of halfway through Sunday and I was like, I have so much stuff to do. And I've spent like... <laughs> eight hours just about <laughs> sitting in the sim uh doing bathurst stuff so you know silly me but no it was actually i actually had some good races and had some really good results um certainly helped on the uh ir grind which was nice i think i've actually hit my all-time high now so that's nice i think i got up to i think i started the weekend at about 21 80 ish and um managed to get up to 2450 now so I was pretty happy. Wow. With that. Yeah, so I had a pretty good look pretty at good you, Mister Alien. I know. Maybe one day I'll even get to three thousand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look said? at that. Who knows? But the most important part, seriously, the thing I was most keen on was getting that safety rating up because I think I was down to two point oh seven, um, and I just yeah. knew one bad race, and I found out you know a couple of weeks ago how you get that bump when you go from either like yeah, two over. to one or one back up to two or two up to three. Um, you get that sort of negative or positive bump. So I was actually really stressing about having a bad race. <laughs> um, but the first race I did there, I'm pretty sure it was a 0x. So it was good. Got straight back up to about 2.2. Um, and then after the seven races, I'm back up to 3.5 now. So that's wonderful. <laughs> well done. Um, but yeah, so did seven races. Uh, the races were good. They weren't exactly all exciting. So anyone who's driven the Skippy around Bathurst would know basically if you lose the draft of the group in front of you it's all over you're not catching them so there's a couple of times where i got a bit frustrated um you know where someone would get my draft up mountain straight i would lift off a little bit to try and let them come back in onto the racing line basically just to stop um us from being slowed both down um and then they would take the inside line almost like they're taking a defensive line even though i've lifted off to let them go through not take the racing line and sort of slow us down anyway. And then, you know, you lose the draft of the three or four car pack in front of you and yeah. you just can't catch up. So uh, that was frustrating at times, but most of the time it worked out okay for me. I managed two fourths, um, two thirds, a seventh, and then a couple of bad races uh, in between <laughs> there. But they were all top split races, which were good. The strength of fields weren't crazy. I think the best one was probably about 2,600 or something, which is decent enough. Um 
But yeah, the other two races that didn't go so well, one of them I made a big boo-boo. It was it was not good. I just completely lost concentration just after the cutting, the right-hander, and clipped the inside wall just trying to take a little bit of the curb there, which was just, I don't know what I was thinking, um, and shot myself straight across the track, ruined the car, ruined the bloke that I was racing race. I was pretty, pretty devil about that one. Um, and then the other one... Um, I, there was an accident going into Forest Elbow and I slowed up and I actually think I would have missed the two cars that basically wrecked either side of the track. Um, smoke everywhere. I managed to slow up, but somehow the guy that was, you know, 35 meters behind me and the guy that was 10 meters behind him wasn't able to slow and tried to just plow through everyone and unfortunately uh, took me out there. And yeah, that's what well, just, that's one of the things that really does frustrate me because I was about, you know, three meters behind the cars in front that spun and i managed to slow myself up to to the point where i was going to miss the incident and uh the people behind despite all the smoke despite knowing how tricky of a corner forest elbow can be early in the race uh somehow managed to not be able to do that so overall certainly uh a good weekend overall um but yeah a couple of little little moments which kind of sucked but I know you've done a lot of driving, just unfortunately not in the sim this weekend. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, I went to um, Early Beach this weekend for a friend's 40th. So shout out Kate, if you're listening, which I don't think you are. But we <laughs> end up having a super... She had a supercar-themed um, 40th birthday party, which was really good fun. So I got to dress up in all my DJR gear. And um, everyone thought I looked, looked the part. But we had a lot of bogans at this party. so um, it was <laughs> Bogans a at a V8 supercar night. party? you got to yeah. be kidding me. It was good. <laughs> so this is this is uh, she was the uh, best man or best lady for my wedding. Uh, she also um, went to me went to Bathurst with me for the epic um, Chaz Mostert win from last uh-huh. to first. So eight and a half hours or nine hours, whatever of glory. Uh, where Win Cup, she's a, a mad Win Cup supporter. So also uh, <laughs> mad Red Bull supporter. So to watch her face when Win Cup ran out of fuel coming down the hill um, was was amazing to watch. So. Yeah, that was good to catch up with her again. But yeah, some other shit happened. But anyway, we'll move on from that. But haven't had look. I, I'm practicing for Aussie Car. That's what I'm doing. Every time I try to sit down and actually do a proper race at the moment, I'm just not getting time. Or I'm I'm because we're obviously we've got a team, so we're taking a bit more seriously. So I'm like I feel guilty when I'm not practicing at the moment. But we've I've been practicing with some AI races. So um i didn't realize i thought i'd be really well in the pits because i jumped up a whole bunch of places but tim Cornt from our team has also been doing some ai races and he, he goes exposed, the you. The... He exposed you yeah <laughs> <laughs> apparently half the cars that go into pit lane um for an ai race they just can't get out of pit lane <laughs> so they end up re- resetting or whatever they do but they 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 head right out of the pit bay and then head into the, towards the wall and then they can't go through the wall so they've got to reverse and it's it's funny to watch, but yeah, it felt made me feel good when I went from like last to fifteenth or something rather than I thought, oh yeah, I really put some. I, that was a great undercut, really, really well done, but it wasn't. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's interesting. We've got the USA Speedway this weekend, uh, this tomorrow night for mm. um, Aussie cars. So, uh, it's been fun. I've been calling for an oval race for a long time, and as I found out last night, I'm one of the higher licensed drivers on ovals. So there's a few rookies uh 2.5 in the oval class in in the league so pressure's on um yeah 
it's going to be a, a matter of just staying safe. We've got um, strategist Tim Cornt and myself have been, um, I just saw some messages I got from him just then. He's been doing some setup testing, so pretty excited to see what he's come up with. But yeah, looking forward to that for tomorrow night. But that's all I've been doing. And then planning stuff for Locked On um, and also just practicing with a few things. I've got a new little software toy this afternoon, which I... um. I'm keen to, to do a bit more with, and we'll see how we go on that. So, yeah, but travel's been the main thing. But, look, that's enough of me talking about nothing, um, feeling dead air for no reason, because we've got a really good interview with Thomas Hins, um, famous, should I say famous, Scops driver. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's definitely a super hot, super talent. Just um, <laughs> had an epic race with, uh, with Cameron Dance on the weekend in the majors where he lost by, like, two thousandths of a second or something or other in an IndyCar uh, Indy race, Indy 500 race, so well done. And then backed up to do an official IndyCar, Indy 500 race straight afterwards, the the Madman. But yeah, this is an interview with Thomas Hins where we touch on Scops, uh, getting into racing, old racing games, even a little bit of Mitch McLeod's controversy at the moment. So hang around, listen to it, let us know what you think, and we'll get you on the other side. And welcome, Thomas Hins, to the podcast. How are you, mate? I'm going very well, actually, very well. I just had uh, about a week off work just before the, we recorded this a few days ago, so a little bit more refreshed. Um, so, yeah, yeah, and had some good results lately and everything. So, uh, yeah, not going too bad. Not going too bad. I thought you were going to rub in those curried sausages again. <laughs> You've just eaten them in front, and we're all now starving, but um, it's all good. We'll get on to... What tell us about Thomas? What what do we need to know for starters? What's the elevator elevator pitch for you? Elevator pitch, oh boy, it's a long elevator pitch. So I'm never too. That's sure. okay. We've got 150 <laughs> levels. Yeah, to go. yeah. Need to fill a bit of time. Um, uh, <laughs> I guess yeah. I've uh, been racing sim racing competitively for oh boy, uh, I think it's coming up on nine years. I think um, yeah, geez, wow. um, and obviously just doing racing games most of my life really. Um, be, yeah, pretty much racing and gaming is my main two things. Um, and then my job is as a baker, apprentice baker, so night shifts, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, so pretty physical, but it, it helps in a way. I found it actually helps with racing because, you know, if anything, it's maybe a little bit fitter. So um, it helps for like enduros, you know, those 6L, yeah. I shouldn't say 6, 4 hours since, let's say. I'll say that. I won't, I won't go too far. I won't try and get the schlong out too far, let's say. But um, <laughs> yeah, about, about, about 4 hours, let's say, since you got a bit of, um, you know, Bit of energy, so uh, so yeah, I guess that's the my elevator pitch for you. Oh, sweet. So we're going to take a tangent already in the podcast. Sweet. What got you into baking? Um, well, what got me into it was, uh, sorry, one sec. Oops, sorry, <laughs> just about died. That's okay. Um, yeah, uh, it was a uh, new job essentially. <laughs> so. Yep. For, I guess, tangent on tangent, um, I have a degree as a journalist, well, basically a journalist, essentially a journalist, modern media, modern media stuff, yep. but sort of journalistic stuff, broadcasting, all that kind of stuff. Um, did yep. all that, got a job as a cadet journalist, fell through, um, needed a job after that, and yeah, Baker's job came up, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a go. I didn't think I'd ever do that job, but I was like, well, man, need the job, so why not? Um, yeah, now it's three years ago and still still going strong. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> it's just one of those things is like, kind of needed it, but hey, it worked out pretty well. So, so yeah. Wow. So we've gone from journalist to baker. Mm. So when you <laughs> finished your journalist career, were you worried about the, like, 
because obviously media in journalism, there's not a huge amount of high paying jobs in that anymore. Mm. With with the with with journalism sort of going to the internet, mm. um, were you worried about that when you finished your your degree? Um, I don't know. I don't think I really was. I think I was a bit too clueless still to really <laughs> get all that. If that makes sense, yeah. I was still a bit bit you know that young like yeah, take on the world, whatever thing. Um, so probably not really at the time, but then later on I realised, man, that's uh, this is not that great. Um, and obviously, you know, baking is not necessarily a whole lot better, but um, it's it's enough to get by. Hey, so, it's so, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Consistent so, too. People need to eat. Yeah, that's it exactly. <laughs> and as as my one of my bosses has said to me, they've said, you know, being a baker, you know, you can go pretty much anywhere in the world with the right references and you know, get a job. Really, it's all mm. obviously pretty similar anywhere you go. So. Um, so that's nice. <laughs> so don't need yeah, to speak, definitely. you know, six other languages to, to like be a journalist elsewhere or whatever. So, so yeah. How many years you got left on your apprenticeship? Uh, well, I should be done in like a couple of months, but obviously COVID's kind of screwed things over a little bit. So it's going to take a little longer than originally planned, but that's right. It'll get done when it gets done. Unfortunately, COVID kind of, as it did with everything, <laughs> sort of screwed things over, but that's right. We're getting it done. So that's the main thing. That's it. So let's 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 bring it back to eye racing, I guess. <laughs> that um, when did you first? <laughs> that's it. We, we don't mind tangents; it's that's, all good. When did you when did you actually start eye racing itself? When did you did you start that account? Um. Oh boy, I think I think it was 2016. I think. Um. And I started just doing a few races because at the time I was racing on a really really old PC uh, laptop that was just not great um so <laughs> yeah. so um so i just initially did a few races i think i didn't really have the money to really get into it too much at the time so i just I did a couple then stopped uh, and then about probably a year or so later i got into it properly sort of mid mid 2017 onwards and pretty much since then it's been my main sim just obviously works better with the oz community it's basically all on iRacing there's not really much of a community oz and dead wise on any other sim if there is it's very small so um so yeah yeah so about so probably probably let's say mid twenty seventeen. So yeah, probably what four years now, solidly. So yeah, 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 definitely um changed quite a bit <laughs> since, since it's I started. Changed so. the last two two years since I started. Mm. So let alone yeah, yeah, yeah four yeah. or five six years. That's crazy. Mm. Mm. Uh, what was your first rig that you had besides the laptop? But yeah, um, the the main rig. Um, so <laughs> so even more budget. Uh, the first one I had yep. was uh, one of those. I've still got it um <clears throat> in my uh, bedroom. Um, one of the fold-out uh, wheels had, like, the spread-out, um, oh, whatever you call it, like, mounts, you know, to stabilise it. So you didn't bolt yep. it anything. You just yep. put that out, you know, put it down, no pedals, just just paddles <laughs> as the roll and brake. <laughs> I used to use that. Wow. Yeah, way back. <laughs> that was before I went to racing, when I was doing R-Factor and stuff like that on other sims. Yep. I was using that when I first started. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was something. The force feedback was, yeah, it was there, I guess. There was some <laughs> feeling. You know, you, heard, you felt kind of thuds. It's like someone was giving you a slight slap on the wrist for you. It was about all you really got. So, <laughs> so, um, and then, yeah, then after a couple of years, uh, right before I think I went to IR properly, really, probably, yeah, about, oh, no, about a year before I went to IR properly, um, I got a G27. And, yeah, wow, I still now, remember, it was like, what, five years ago or something when I got it, six years ago? And I still remember the day I got it because I was at uni on, on res because I lived on res during uni. Um, and I remember I got it and I was just so excited. It was, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is incredible. And then I just finished a league race at, on uh, Factor at Monza with the Porsche Cup mod. Um, and so it was done, but I was like, oh, I need to try it. I would go back to that and have a go. And I just sat there for 
I can't remember how long, quite some time just doing laps because I was like, oh my God, it's like actually feels like a car. What is this? Like, holy shit. Um, so yeah, so that was that. And I used the 27 for, oh boy, like five years or something like that, long time. Um, and then now I'm on a Fanatec upgraded to the V2.5 using a former at the moment, but I've got a BMW rim as well for some NASCAR and stuff. And then the um, Club Sport pedals with the load cell. So uh, a little bit of an upgrade from where I first started. A little bit of an upgrade. <laughs> so were you the you were the popular kid on res when you had the G27 and the <laughs> and, and the racing setup for everyone to come around and drive or what? Uh, not really. <laughs> I was never really, never really the coolest. I was always, as one of my co-workers always gives, he reminds me a couple of times, I sort of mentioned about some, I'll talk about something. You know, game related or whatever and he'd be like oh yeah, yeah. and he's like oh, i forgot you i forgot you're a nerd i was like oh thanks man i'll take this as a compliment cheers <laughs> glad yeah. i hide it i guess <laughs> but, but yeah so so uh yeah no, not really i wasn't really most popular yeah. um but i was helped because i uh i used to always i would dress terribly when i first started going to uni um i guess my bogan side coming out because i'm from a small country town in victoria seymour uh, it's called um so I used to just wear like trackies and everything. I was terrible. I looked so bad. And then literally one of the, a couple of the girls in the res I was on, we're just like, all right, look, we need to teach you how to dress properly. So we're going to show you that. It's like, oh, okay. And then ever since then, it kind of, they kind of showed me the way. So, so yeah. So cheers to, to them. They I, took pity on you. Yeah, they did. They're like, we better help this guy. He looks pretty bad. So, <laughs> so, when I think back, I was very ratty. So, so yeah. That's okay. What do you expect? What do you expect? You're journalist, mate. You can't you've got to get into that life with <laughs> yeah. no money. You've got to blend in in the crowd and make everyone think we're one yeah. of them. You know, yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when did you start taking racing a little bit more seriously? Um, oh, boy. I think I think I always kind of did, at least with sim racing. I mean, yeah. obviously, when you're younger, just doing random racing stuff, it's, um, uh, you know, you're just having fun, but even then when I was younger doing F1 stuff, I did a lot of stuff with the Cody's F1 games, just the controller on the PlayStation. I was pretty serious back then. I think I've just always been pretty serious about it. I guess just because I'm so passionate about it, it just ends up coming out of seriousness. Um, so yeah, like even when I first did iRacing, I still remember when I was first started doing R-Factor Leagues, I was, you know, like getting nerves, like the nerves even then, you know, you're like, oh geez. Especially when we first started, when I first started with that, because... I remember in R Factor One anyway, we used to get league races with like forty cars on the grid. It was ridiculous. It was like, geez. Um, so yeah, no, I think I always have. I always have had that serious thing. If anything, now I've been trying to sort of calm that down a little bit or equal it out because I, I think I, I have struggled to be a little bit too much <laughs> that way at times. So it's been good to sort of try and bring it back and just enjoy it a bit more in recent times. Anyway, have you ever raced anything in real life? No, unfortunately not. I wish, I really wish, <laughs> but no, unfortunately not. One day maybe, hopefully, but um, no, never have, unfortunately, so yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things, it's like, um, I think that's a lot of the reason why we all do it, because it's pretty mm. much as close as we can get for, mm. for, the, mm. for the most of us. Um, mm. Some of us money-wise, you... some of us talent-wise, <laughs> some of us yeah, both. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there a place you'd like to race in real life, if, if you got the chance? Like, where's the place you'd want to go to? Mm. Um. I mean, obviously, Bathurst is the obvious one that every Aussie sim yeah. racer would say. Obviously, you want to experience that. But um, I, I would actually really like to race at Winton, personally, because I've um, been there a fair few times. I don't think I've ever been to the V8s there, but me and my dad used to always go to the Classic Win there, which is obviously the classic cars and bikes. Um, 
because as Dad always said to me, it's just a very fair logic, I think. He was like, we could go to the V8s, but then there's like a million people and, you know, limited access. Whereas you go to the classic one, there's less people. You could just stroll into the pits, go right up to the cars, you know, whatever. It's all a lot more sort of laid back. Um, so, yeah, so I've been, been there a fair few times over the years with that. Um, so it would be cool to actually, you know, race on it rather than just looking at it from the, the outside. So, so yeah, um, I'm just trying to get anything in like America. I mean, just all the classics, I guess, you know, Spar, all that. That'd be pretty yeah, cool. <laughs> for sure. And what series and leagues do you run currently? I know I was watching along on the SimSpeed broadcast of the Masters series on the weekend, which mm-hmm. I guess we could probably talk a little bit about that. Anyone who can get within a couple of thousandths of uh, Cameron Dancer's doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially, uh, especially on Oval because he's a bit more... Um... Bit better than I am on Oval, I think. Anyway, uh, really, he's just better in everything. The only thing I maybe get him is sort of road on like V8s and maybe GTs, but everything else he's usually got the the sort of go on me, which makes it interesting for that this season with it, because um, obviously the whole thing of it is to be the best of everything. Obviously, there's races mm. in every single discipline and all that um, on all sorts of different cars. I know the the last rounds, Motegi in the old old IR Delaras, so not the DW12, the ones before that. Oh, wow. um, which would be wow. really interesting. I'm pretty interested to see how that'll go. But um, yeah, so it's interesting because I think he most of the time is going to have the edge on me, uh, especially obviously when we get there's a chili bowl a bit later on, he's going to thrash me and uh, it's going to be <laughs> embarrassing for me. But anyway, um, I'll give him a go. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was good. It was a good race. Uh, it's been a good fight as well, just sort of fighting Cam for it too. It's been a cool little duel we've had. I've always I've raced Cam a lot, obviously at this point. We've had some awesome battles. I think we've got a lot of mutual respect for each other. So um, so that's really cool. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting race. First half was uh, uh, slow. <laughs> let's say uh, we had a caution on the. Very About first lap. 12 cautions, was there, I think? Yeah, like yeah. We got off the line. I was like, all right, hopefully we can get... Because I did the fixed Indy 500 as well before it. And we got actually a little bit of... We had a decent green flag run at the start. Then we kind of got a bit of a cascade of cautions. But we had a good start. I was like, oh, at least we got a good little start. But yeah, first lap, off we went. I was like, all right, everyone will take it easy. Caution. And no, that's right. I went into turn one and it's just cars everywhere. I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> come on. I was like, seriously? And then, yeah, they just kept going. And we were just like, oh, my God. And at one point there, it was looking like we wouldn't get the full 500 miles. It was looking like it'd go time certain for a bit there. And I was like, oh, my God. But wow. thankfully, it cleaned up and got better and the second half was a lot better and that was really fun and we even had a bit of strategy later on with fuel and all that which is cool um then in the air just trying to team up was all i was doing it was funny seeing um ryan jones mentioned it. he asked me about it too in the interview he said about how he thought i mismanaged the end which is interesting i thought i was playing the real long patient game but a lot especially with that kind of stuff i usually get a, a go a bit more on the patient side for the longer stuff than getting uber aggressive and i was sort of thinking well i'll go for the last couple laps and go for him um and nearly got him so close, God. Can't believe how close it was. It was crazy. Yeah, it but, was, uh, yeah, so good fun. It was really good to watch. Um, mm. What other series, apart from the Masters, are you currently involved in? Um, I'm in... Oh, man. Whatever I can do at the moment. Scops is... Oh, sorry, Majors, um, not Masters, isn't ma- it? Majors yeah, no, it's, it's all good. Yeah, Majors, yeah, all good. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I mean, Scops is minimum duos now. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to... If I want to really do many more solo rounds because it's such a... A big effort, obviously, the pre-quality and all that. As Brett Loxton, my co-driver, said, it really is a pro league in that regard, just in terms of the pre-quality and the hours you have to do. So yeah. not sure if I can keep doing to that. Obviously, last year I got the fifth in scops and the standings. So that was sort of the goal um, in terms of committing to it. So once I've got that, I'm like, well, I've got what I wanted. So now I'm really just there to support Brett and the Enduros. So I'll definitely do the Enduros with Brett because 
he said to me, he's like, look, you don't have to do the solo rounds, but you come back to the enduro. I was like, oh, well, okay, I guess you did. Yeah. All right, cool, I'll do that. I guess I don't have a choice. Um, so that, uh, then obviously majors. I'm actually doing the VRS sprint series this official season. Um, yeah. I was about halfway through it, so doing it as I always do. I just do official races when I can in mostly road, but whatever I see, I feel like I do it in. Um, and I just happened to look at the standings, and I was like, oh, I'm actually like, 11th or 12th or something I think it was like ah I'm actually sitting pretty well in the standings well guess I'll give it a go (laughs) so so I've been sort of trying to do alright or have a proper go in that so I think I'm at the back end of the 10 at the moment so we'll see if I can get a top 15 I'll be pretty chuffed top 10 I'll be over the moon with because obviously you know whenever you do official stuff like that especially when it's a popular series they're just absolute aliens in that in that series um so yeah so that one uh the V8 Scops oh sorry yeah Scops support series the flat sixes and the porsche doing that at the moment believe i'm leading the championship which is nice because i happened to get a double win in the first round which is very nice that was unusual i wasn't expecting that i don't usually win very much i just plug away with okay results for a whole season that's usually my strategy um so so yeah so uh, that's going well we'll see how that goes for the rest of the year um and that's really about it it's mostly yeah just majors um the flat sixes scops and duros i guess aosc v8s as well i've been doing that this season pretty consistently um and then just anything else i feel like i uh, try to mix it up a bit i've always tried to jump in different things because to be honest i kind of get a little bit bored spamming the same thing over and over so, so, so i have to kind of mix it up for my own sake yep and obviously with the majors is giving you a whole range of different disciplines to have a go at so do you have a favorite car that you like to drive is there something you always comes bringing you back or um oh i think well, it's funny, V8s, I've always maintained with the V8s ever since I started doing them. I still don't think they really uh, suit me that well, I don't think personally. I think they're not my best to my strengths, really, if anything, because a lot of the guys, obviously, especially you see a lot of regular V8 guys, they just rag the hell out of them and they look very on edge and everything, which I don't think is really my style. I'm usually very try to be very smooth and consistent, and that's sort of the way I drive, so... I don't think they really suit me. I get the feeling I must have just done that many hours that it's just sort of, I've just gotten, sort of worked around how to drive them. So um, I don't really think they're my best personally, but you always do come back to supercars, you know. Um, but I think GTs, GD3, really, it just suits me, I think. If you it's if you can be really smooth, it really helps. Probably them and the GD3 and LMP2, that Delara, obviously, they released for iRacing, that mm. such a wonderful car to drive. And it really is, that's one that really rewards nice and smooth. You know, if you be ragged with it, it just won't like it at all. So if you're nice and smooth, it, it loves that, which I think just suits my driving style really well. So yeah, I'd say probably GD3 and LMP2, I think. Do you have any uh, tips for Pete what? in the V8s? Because he's petrified of them. <laughs> Um, slow and uh, slow and steady, I guess. Yeah, don't spin. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I, I guess you can. You know, a lot of the time you can brake later than you think. I guess. <laughs> so it's, it's a very, it's oh, it's such a tough one to brake with. That's where the most time is. I guess that's probably the big tip. Is it's yeah. not so much the throttle, it's the braking. The braking is where all the time is. That's where you gain it all. So if you can kind of iron that out, then then you'll gain a heap of time. That's just my advice, I suppose. There you go. You'll be winning Scops in I'll no see time. if I can take it on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, what GT3 is your favourite? Um, BMW, the new BMW prototype for sure. Uh, that release. And I'm always, I think the front engines suit me. The rear mid engine cars don't seem to suit me that well. I think because a lot of it, because the way you go drive just isn't, again, not really my style. Like I, 
I cannot drive the Audi R8 GT3. I just can't. It's weird because I used to be able to drive it on the old time model, but on the new one, I just I can't drive it. I know I did it. I think last year we used it. The team I, I run in with GT stuff, they used it for the Spa 24, and I was oh man, that was that was hell. I hated it so much. I was trying not because we picked the Audi course because you know Spa the Audi should be strong there, but I was just not having a good time. Just couldn't do it. But yeah, probably BMW. Yeah, BMW or. Uh, yeah, BMW or Mac even. Mac is a lot of fun. That's a lot of, especially now since they updated it, that thing's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, probably the Bimmer. I've been ever since I came out, I was like, yep, I'm spamming that. And I drove it, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is great. I'm, I'm gonna keep spamming this. <laughs> so it's been good fun, like dragging the Bimmer to a good result when there's no other Bimmers in the field. It's been quite fun in a way. I've been like, huh, what are you guys doing? I'm in the Bimmer, and you guys are in like the Audi. You should be thumping <laughs> my ass. But anyway, <laughs> I get a bit of pride at it anyway. <laughs> That's it. So you mentioned a few racing games before, and you've always been a racing car fan. What's your history with racing car games? What 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 have you played over the years? Um, well, when I I started on PS One, um, it's I think it might still be back at my parents' house somewhere in a cupboard somewhere. Um, I think there was a rallycross game. I can't remember the name, but it was some sort of rallycross game. I just remember playing that a lot. Um, I don't know if there were many others on PS One. It was just that. Oh, and Toker, of course, of course, Toker. Um, okay. yeah, yeah, that was so good. I spammed the hell out of that. And obviously on PS2, it was the V8 Supercar games. Obviously with Toka, but Brand is a V8 Supercar games here. Yep. Played the hell out of them. They were so much fun. Um, F1, F106. Yeah, oh, they were they were the best. If they could just, as we keep saying, everyone says it, but if they could just bring official Supercar game back, please. Anyway, <laughs> the amount of times we hear that, God, I see it every like, couple of months, they'll be like, well, well you know, it would be really good if they could bring an official game. Like, yeah, I know. If only it was that simple. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But yeah, that was. It used to have. Yeah. It had Adelaide and everything. It did, it. yeah. Adelaide. Uh, that surface. Yep, as well? surface. Yep, that was the old surface yeah. too. The old champ car layout. Yeah, yeah, the big one. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. I remember doing so many laps around the Adelaide course there, being a oh. Adelaide uh, mm. born uh, lad. And um, mm-hmm. I remember I got down to the point where, like, in the career mode version of it, by the time I'd get to Adelaide, like, I would win the race by, like, three laps. <laughs> like, I was just so <laughs> much faster than just that guy. It was, like, yeah. ridiculous. Because yeah. there was so yeah. many, like, little shortcuts you could take, like, cutting cutting mm. big curves and stuff. It was yeah. Um, yeah. hilarious. I still remember driving. I reckon the first racing game I would have played was when I first got my very first PS1. There was a demo on there. I think it was called Ridge Racer. Oh, Ridge yeah. Racer yep. 4 or yep. something yep. and yep. Yep. you could yep. only do one track because it was a demo <laughs> and I just used to race that track like, over and over <laughs> and over again <laughs> uh, yeah um, yeah so it was that uh, then I know I spammed F106 a lot too um, that one in particular because it was just the one I had at the time so I spammed that yep. and then PS3 and start onwards you're looking at yeah, obviously still F1 I did a lot of F1 the cozy F1 games because obviously before I could get into sim stuff, I had a PC powerful enough, power enough to do it. The F1 games are probably the closest thing in the sort of early 2010s for quite some time. It still kind of are, yeah. I guess, that sort of bridge between arcade and sim. Um, and it helps the AI, at least in the recent ones, have, in the last sort of yeah, four or five entries have been, I think, really good to race, personally. Um, so, yeah, probably those as well and you know, other assorted racing ones. Um, and then, yeah, just did you ever get into Gran Turismo? Yes, yes, I did actually. Yes, that was. I, I don't know how that left my mind, but I'm sitting there trying to rattle on my F1. What's the other ones? Oh, that's where are they? Um, yeah, yeah, I think GT. GT2 four. on PlayStation was pretty big. Yeah, I think I did a bit of that. I was yeah. mostly GT4, I think. I think that's the main one. Four, yeah. five, six, I think. And Three I'm... was the big one, and then four was just more of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think I did do a lot of four because I remember I checked that actually not a while back i just was in the mood of hey i wonder if i wouldn't mind going back and looking at some old games oh old games there's one just came back indycar 2005 it's 
random one on PS2, wow. just an un, sort of an unknown one. But I remember, off, again, it's still got it out there, actually. Um, and yeah, obviously, just on the IndyCar season for 2005. Um, and I just spammed that so much. That was so much fun. I still remember the intro song. I still remember <laughs> it. It's just, it's just stuck in my mind. Um, yeah, it was such a good game. Um, that's a London Road gem that I used to play. Um, but yeah, no, GT4, and I checked it, and I had my account there, um, and all the old cars. And it's weird, it's weird when you look back, though. I don't know if you guys are probably the same. When you're younger, you're like, memories are like, man, I got so far in that game. And you go back and look, you're like, man, I didn't really get <laughs> yeah. that far. Huh. Like, what's my no, I still remember trying to do the um, endurance race on the oval, and like, it would be a really good way to get cash. So you'd mm. put your controller down, get like a weight on yeah. it so that it would keep the accelerator down, and just let it ram the wall around the track the yeah. whole way. You just have a way too fast car for the rest of the field. Mm. Go out yep. for three yep. hours, come home, you know, got money in the bank. It's yep. great. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I um, I spent a lot of time with Mario Andretti racing, mm. and um, it was you had because you had to start on the dirt ovals, then you get to the um, the actual uh, yeah, the... Uh, road ovals, mm. and then you went to road road tracks with mm. the, I think you went to the Indy cars as well, mm. but it was all money based where it was a franchise. Ah. So if you crashed your car, you had to pay. For for your car damages. That, that's cool. So you'd find yourself up in the Indy cars running around and then all of a sudden you'd have a big crash. <laughs> and you'd have to go right back down to the dirt <laughs> oh, and, the, and things to try and win geez, your car the money to pay for the car again. Oh, I don't know why I enjoyed it, but I'm, for some reason I just don't like punishment, obviously. So you'd think I'd be a better driver by now. <laughs> no. Um, so what tracks and cars would you like to see in iRacing that aren't in there yet? Mm, um, obviously, again, Adelaide would be really cool. Seeing you spoke of it, yeah. it reminded me that would be very cool. Of Surfers, even obviously in its current layout, that would be really cool. Um, there's a few others I'm just trying to think. And now I'm just trying to think as well of Champ Car stuff because I've got an old season review of Champ Car. Back before it obviously merged with IndyCar and it was still Champ Car. Um, oh, yeah, there's one. I don't know why, but the I can't remember the name of the airport one. They used to race around an airport. Somewhere, oh, I can't remember the name of the track. I'm so going to be killed by anyone not, who knows Indica. Not St. Pete's. Not, not St. Pete's Petersburg, no. No, St. Pete's is, is no, a street. Has a, yeah, a, uh, has a bit of it, doesn't it? Yeah, part yeah. of it. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah there's one. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Damn it, I'm oh, damn it. Anyway, there's one that was entirely pretty much on a runway, and I don't know why. I just always found it really fascinating. I don't. It, when I look back, probably if we drove it, it wouldn't be that interesting, really, because it's just like pretty much being on an airport is massively wide and all that stuff. But just I always looked at it and thought that's that looks really cool for some reason. Um, and uh, even uh, I think it's Portland, isn't it? That's one that they do still. I think IndyCar. Pretty sure it's Portland. Um, that'd be pretty cool too, just to see. Just a couple of those oh. kind of tracks, you know, like the old, the ones that the American ones that like Champ Car or IndyCar have gone to, or other series that aren't IMSA <laughs> that race race at uh, that aren't quite as well known. I think that'd be really cool because I think there's some really good hidden gems in America that they don't have. Google tells me that Cleveland has an airport. That's yeah, track Cleveland. Was... That's it. Yeah, yeah, there's also, yeah, there's yeah, also yeah. Ed, Edmonton Street Circuit. Looks like it's on. Yeah, the that's right. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, and another one, San Jose. That's that was another one that they raced at. It's again, like, I, and the thing was that I remember is it literally had a hairpin that was like a 180 degree turn. It was just stupid oh, tight, wow. ridiculous. Yeah, and then it had a. There's a famous. You probably see if you looked it up. Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so San, yeah, and it has a. I think it's just past the line because it goes over some 
bro. I think it's tram tracks or something. And you used to see they would jump <laughs> over the tram tracks. And champ guys back in the day, yeah. Crazy. They just you had a camera. There's a shot somewhere of the camera there, and they're just bouncing over these tram tracks. It's just insane. Um, but yeah, just tracks like that. There's all these sort of hidden gems. I feel like the champ car and that, or obviously open wheelers in America went to that they just don't have. I, don't, I, I they're probably never going to be a scanner because how would you? But damn, that'd be cool. <laughs> We've got Long Beach, so who knows? Yes. <laughs> Scanning would be difficult. But um, what? So is there any feature that you'd like to see put into iRacing, or one that you want to see improved? that's currently in there um i mean everyone would say rain but i'm oh, well for me it'd be cool because you, at least for me whenever i have driven on rain you know the sims i've gone really well so for me yeah sure i'd love rain because i think it, i'd be it'd help me a lot um but really no because i don't think most people would be ready for it <laughs> personally i think it'd be, it's already chaotic enough when it, even when on like a hot track so in the wet oh boy um so i think they're quite ready for that um I don't know, I'm just trying to think, there's, I mean, even like, I guess pit stops, they've got the, obviously the animated ones for IndyCar and obviously NASCAR, so it'd be really cool if yeah. we could see, I mean, they've already got, they have got obviously the wheels coming off on the road now, which is a start, but it'd be really cool if they could actually get that done, because that'd just be cool, it was, that was one thing in 500 I was noticing when I came in and they'd be like, rrr, rrr, and you'd see the gun go across and you're like, yeah, it's like really got you in the, in the, in the immersion, so, um, yeah, if they could do that for road, that'd be, that'd be really cool, um. I can't really think of much else. I think we were actually discussing that on the weekend with uh, a few people mm. in in a Discord while we're practicing. Mm. Yeah, because we're doing um, yeah. the speedway at the moment for USA the Aussie car, and we're obviously seeing all this stuff that we've never seen before. Mm. And yeah, mm. it's it's um, something will be really cool. Yeah, and but... because in, even in there, you can see if you don't line up with your guys, yeah. it affects your yeah yeah your um, pit time. Yeah, which and is awesome. You can see him. Yeah, you can almost you can see him sort of just jinx up a little bit and move around. You're like, oh, whoops! I overshot that a bit. I did that a few times. But even though I did obviously have a many pit stops because of the cautions, I can't even remember how many <laughs> I did, and I still was getting it right towards the end. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> so yeah, oh, it's frustrating. But anyway, let's get back onto scops. What's it takes? You talked a bit before how obviously. Uh, Doing the full season is is a full effort. What's it sort of take to compete in scops? Um, oh, it's it's as as I said before, Brett, my partner said he mentioned he said it really is a sort of pro series, and I think it definitely is probably the the highest for me. It always has been Oz NZ for me anyway. Probably the highest league, especially just in terms of the effort. You know, like a lot of the others, I just kind of kind of rock up because i just don't really have the time or energy to practice with the or too much with work and everything i just it's and that's so for a long time i've been like that i've just sort of done just sort of yeah gone into it and not done a huge amount of practice because i think i've just at this point done that many that much racing i've always done a heap of racing and less practice which is not how you should do don't do that kids do it the other way <laughs> um but, but but i just got i just did that much now i did obviously when i started i did more practice but i just done that much racing that i just sort of that was almost my practice in a way um but yeah for scops it's dear for scops you have to uh because it's just so tight um and it's yeah it really is just a pro series and you know it's yeah it just takes such an effort to even just pre-quality that's why pre-quality is so annoying for me because i can't qualify there's the odd time where i actually put one in where i should be and i'm like man it's great to actually race where i should be this is great but 90 percent of the time i just can't qualify and i'm battling through the field every yeah. single time which looks great for me they're like yeah plus 10 spots hit it really well i'm like yeah well if i actually qualify bro i should no that wouldn't happen but anyway but but yeah uh but yeah it makes it annoying for me because it's just that one lap when it's so close especially obviously road atlanta was super close anywhere i mean most sport or iron park anywhere it's a short lap like that it's just 
Oh, it is so annoying because you're just sitting there for ages and you, oh man, it's a frustrating experience. <laughs> it's my least favorite thing of Scops has always been pre-quality. Um, but that's just part of the deal. As I said, it's just that close and competitive and it really does take that extra level, you know, to, to be competitive there for sure. I think I saw someone saying yeah. one of the discords that um, when they stepped away from Scops a few years ago to get into mm. top split from first to sort of 40th mm. was normally maybe like a two second gap between mm. drivers, mm. whereas maybe two, two and a half. Whereas like for this round just gone, I think to from first to 40th um, to make it in, it was only like 0.8 of a second or something. Yeah. So it's just tightened yeah. up so much. Especially as well, it's the, the top sort of, 10 15 you know the madison downs and all that they yeah. they usually don't change too much and these you've got that extra little bit on the rest of us um but then you go from sort of 15th 20th down all the way even to halfway through second split at most tracks and it's just ridiculously tight like that that margin there in the midfield um for split one is just insane so that's where the real challenge is if you're not one of the the real aliens uh, to get in it's just ridiculously close yeah, definitely. What do you think of the... So we've, we've obviously got Madison Down, we've mentioned him, and, and we've got Josh Rogers and stuff doing massive stuff overseas. What do you think of the sim drivers that we're producing out of Australia at the moment? Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, yeah, obviously, so yeah, you got real Josh has gone over and he's he's doing great things, and Dane Warren as well as part of Coanda. Yep. used to race with him. I can say he was, he was my teammate at All-Star Motorsport for a time, and that he carried me to a uh, AOSC Enduro win. That was fun. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, you got him there as well, you know, and then, um, yeah, you've got, like, Cooper Murray's one who does – he doesn't do as much now, but he still jumps into the sim every now and then, and uh, and he's doing, obviously, Porsche Cups. I've been doing that for a couple of years, um, and he's doing great things. And so, yeah, there's a whole bunch. Josh Anderson, obviously, is doing race, Aussie race cars. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of them that are transitioning into real world or just even – other pro sim stuff emily jones as well uh yeah there's, it's it's good it's good to see we've definitely grown a lot more i think in that area especially on that next level stage you know we've had a lot of people for a while who have been pretty quick but just really known here um whereas i think in the last sort of year or two especially we've had a lot of people now start to get more well known elsewhere sort of either outside the v8 or just oz nz stuff you know so which has been really good to see Excellent. What do you think? So we're talking about the pinnacle, I guess, of Australian sim racing. What do you think of the overall leagues across Australia at the moment? How, what do you think the state of them are? Um, not too bad, I guess. Um, I it's I used to do Anscar back in the day when it was first starting um, properly, I guess. Uh, and I used to do that. I haven't really got around. I just I just keep knocking around to getting back into it these days. Um, <laughs> Unfortunate thing about Autor, I suppose, um, and getting older. But uh, yeah, but they're still going strong from what I can tell, um, which is good to see. So they're still strong on the oval side, and also got their own broadcasting arm and everything now as well, which is really good. Uh, and then you know you've got, um, uh, you know you've got the uh, the pro truck stuff and some GD3 stuff. And I uh, was AM. Oh man, I have the league right here on Discord. What's it called again? AM. AMF, there we go. I was thinking AMZ for some reason. Yeah. AMF are doing their GT stuff, and so yeah, there's a, there's a fair bit of variety. The only thing, I mean, it's sort of it's kind of gone a little bit more back to V8 V8 centric recently. But I think it's just sort of the thing yeah. of the Oz community. It's seen it sort of cycles. Like there's a bit of a cycle of it goes back to everyone loves a supercar, then either people get sick of it or whatever stuff come up, and then other stuff picks up again, and it sort of goes back. It always sort of comes. V8 just sort of cycles in popularity. I found. Um, but yeah, the only one I have missed, uh, although again the V8 supports with their flat six series does kind of fill that. But the uh, Carrera Cup these stuff used to be a couple of Carrera Cup leagues. 
a few years ago. Um, so it'd be cool to see them return. Uh, as I said, flat six is there, which is good, but it'd be cool to have another one because they were they were great. I, I just love the Porsche Carrera Cup, even just real life and sim. They're just That's, awesome race cars. I was going to say, they've <laughs> always been a pretty um, big staple on the V8 calendar, mm. like as a support series, you always see mm. them going around. Mm. Mm. Definitely. So it'd be cool to see that up again a bit in rep. But otherwise, I think we've got a pretty good representation. Obviously, Dirt Oval, heap of stuff there. So, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely been good to see it spread out a bit more and we have some more options now than definitely we used to, where it was basically yeah. just Scops V8s and that's it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, we've had a few people before that have raced in teams. What's it like racing for a team, though, from your perspective? Um, it's It definitely helps. Uh, and it's just really cool, obviously, to have people to bounce off setup wise or even just generally pick you up a bit when you're down whatever it's a good thing that uh henry uh, king who runs obviously henry james racing who i'm under for v8 stuff and that um he's really good at that he's he's just such a great guy for lifting you up you know you have a bad thing he's gonna answer as i got just you know have the next one just have a go you know whatever happens just have some fun whatever he just says that it's then it's always great having that support there with the team to be able to lift you up if you're down because i have um most have been on teams and iRacing since I've joined mostly. Uh, but um, but I've had a, there was a period there after uh, ASM fell through um, where I was I was racing under a team, but at least for the V8, so it was pretty much just me. I didn't really have anyone else on the team was racing, so it was just me. Um, and that was it, was, it was hard to, you know, to keep motivated when it's just you. There's nobody to bounce off, no help there set up was or anything. Um, so it definitely motivates you. That's the main thing. I think it motivates you and supports you when you you have bad ones and that kind of thing lifts you back up. Is there any advice you'd give to iRacers who are just starting out? Um, I guess just just maybe it's mostly just letting the results sort of speak for themselves. I guess I, I've always tried to be a fan of not of that letting that talk, not really talk too much outside of that. Just do the results, do the driving, let that be like you know that's what i've got and let that show it to people um so just that really you know just get into it do the best you can you know just put the feelers out there and like obviously there's um sim speed as they're looking for drivers stuff and there's a few places you can just say hey you know new driver racing looking for whatever you know looking for a new team to get me into the sim you know anyone interested and there's usually teams a bunch of teams obviously out there they're like that will take newcomers and are focused on that which is really cool uh, so that's probably my main thing is mostly just that the results do talk, the talking, at least for me, I feel like as a team boss, I'd, I'd be looking for that, you know, for the results of the driver or just the consistency, motivation, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And I guess that would be similar advice for anyone that's trying to get into something like Scops or trying to sort of get themselves up to the top end of that. Just keep putting in the work and sort of let the results yeah. show what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's I think as well, but yeah, yeah, the results do it for that too. But also, don't be afraid to have a go. I think I think a lot of people there's a really big stigma around scops that people because it's that next level. I guess a lot of people are like, oh no, I I couldn't do that. I, I'm not good enough. I can't do that. You know. But I I just say have a go for scops, especially for scops because especially when there's rounds, there's a few rounds, especially in recent times where there hasn't been the greatest attendance. Um, you know, you might get around there where there's just not a lot of attendance and you can get in second split. And a lot of the time, as we've seen many a times, uh, if you just survive, you can get a great result um, just from surviving. 
and that's the key obviously is racing you know a lot of people be like oh you're just surviving that's easy anyone can do it well not really you know you've got to still keep the car on the track you're still do the laps avoid any carnage it shows awareness racecraft etc all that kind of stuff so uh, i think yeah for scops as well just have a bit of a go don't be afraid to have a go because we're all going to start somewhere in scops you know it's you're going to be when you first start you're going to be slow it's just how it is with anything of course so i think you know, don't be afraid to have a go, see how you go, and you'll only get better, of course. The more you do it, the more you get used to the formats, the way it works, and you can only improve from there. Is there anything you wish you knew before getting into Scops? Maybe how much time it took? <laughs> took up? Probably, yeah, how how annoying pre-qualifying would end up being. Um, yeah, how much of a pain in my life would it be? Um, probably that, I guess. But as I said, most people, I think most people are kind of more centered naturally to one lap pace just with the way i guess they are or whatever um as i said i've always been better with longer runs that's why enduros i always love enduros because it just suits my style really well um so probably uh probably that just how important qualifying would be and uh, i guess just how competitive it is and you know and just being kinder yeah being kind to myself i think that's the main thing being kind to myself i've always been so bad at just being way too harsh on myself. You know, I have an awesome race and I'm like, that's great. But that one little minor thing that you missed an apex by like five millimeters. Yeah, that's terrible. So it's a failure. That kind of thing. I've been, I'm really bad yeah. with that. So being kinder because, sorry. I was just saying, I think that's important in all walks of life, really. It's a good advice mm. for sort of, any, if you can manage to do that for yourself balance more it. often, it's um, definitely a good mm. thing. Yeah, I just don't want to go too far. But yeah, if you have a good balance of that self-critique, it definitely helps. But yeah, probably being a little kind of earlier because I think I was a little bit harsh on myself being like, oh, I've got to got to be here. And it's like, well, you're not always going to be there, especially with Scops because obviously some rounds you get everyone shows up and the field's just insane. And it's like, oh, look, realistically, it's that good of a field, just just making it enough. So, so yeah, probably that too. That segues perfectly into the next couple of questions I want to ask Sweet. you. How much of racing do you think is a mental game at this level? Um, A lot, uh, massively. Um. I think in general, I mean, obviously most things, I think most things are a lot more mental game than you think, even obviously like baking my job being super physical. So you think mentally it doesn't really matter much, but it's still such a key thing. Like when you're mentally in the zone, you just automatically increase your like your efficiency and your effectiveness tenfold, you know, no matter what of any other factors. Um, so yeah, I think it's a massive thing. But yeah, the more higher level sim racing, I feel like definitely the more it uh, affects you. Um, because I've noticed that with, my team boss, Henry James, again, uh, Henry King, sorry, uh, said himself a while back when I was, was chatting about something. I think I was a bit down after a bad result. I think I might have actually been Scops Iron Park when I double DNF because it was just a terrible time. Um, and yeah, and he was like, no, and I was just down. He was like, no, he's like, look, you know, when you're mentally, when you're there, you're one of the best around. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, that, well, then the mentally, it was like, oh, it's, you know, that, that makes sense. I do feel like when I'm mentally in that right spot, it does seem to just sort of pick up a bit of that extra level whereas yeah. whereas if i'm tired or just down or not in a motivated mood so it definitely is a, a huge factor especially at scops it can be the difference i think to getting into top split and even second split i think it's that it's that important is there any way that you prepare for, your, for the mental challenge of scops at all before a race um i guess just trying to look away and being sort of realistic i guess you know just knowing the track knowing where I usually am there, seeing obviously who's rocked up this round and that kind of thing. Just sort of judging the, the lay of the land, really. You know, looking and going, right, these guys are here, it's this track. I know I'm not going to qualify that well because it's not one of my stronger ones. So, you know, I'll probably be at the back. That's all right, though. If I just keep it alive, I can get a decent result. So it's probably, yeah, just sort of judging the scenario from there and laying my expectations accordingly, I suppose. Okay. So is there, 
Is there any superstitions you have before you go into a Scops race or any other race that you want to do everything the same way as if you do it before, or are you not that kind of person? Um, I'm just trying to think if there is. Uh, I don't know if there is really. The main thing I have noticed, though, is a couple of things I do all the time is uh, the way I just drive. Is, I get, it's not really a superstition, but it's one of the things I always do. Uh, is I just there's certain lines I take almost like a flowing line on some places where it's it's almost like you know obviously see MoGP how they sort of go back out to the middle of the straight and come back left to get into the corner that kind of thing obviously not as extreme but that kind of thing where I just have these certain lines that I do uh, and it's funny because people will show me and I've read even my partners a few times when we've been practicing for sculpts or whatever and he's been like oh, I'll watch him he's like oh you, know, you should try that line that might be quicker and then I'll try it and I'm like nah it's terrible I'll go back to what I do <laughs> just a few things sometimes it's just I try it and I'm like nah nah it doesn't work for me I'm just going to go back to what I do because it works um, so yeah and it's funny there was one I remember at Belle Isle I don't know if it was sculpts or just an official V8 but it was V8 of some kind um, and uh, there's that, that back shoot before the double right-hander at the end of the lap, that little back shoot there. Um, I, for some reason, I go out that the hairpin, and I just kind of jinx to the right, like half a car length on the way down that straight, and then go back left against the wall and turn in. I don't know why, I just do it <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. Um, and the commentators were watching, I was just watching, watching about broadcast their curiosity, and then they were on me, and they said, one of them, I think it was actually Sperry, he was like, oh, he's going defensive into there, and I was like, oh, no, I'm not defending, it's just my line, <laughs> but, but yeah, so there's a couple of weird things there, mostly it's lines, I think, there's a few lines I do, which I'm just like, nah, that, that just works, and even if people say, nah, that doesn't work, or this is better, I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'm just going to do what I do, so, so stubbornness, I suppose. Uh, what would Sperry know anyway? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. Would Sperry know at he's all? He's not a Scops driver. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it. Um, so I, I didn't, I didn't put this question to you, but Braden, Braden informs me that uh, actually Ira informed me as well. You're the inaugural winner of the Aussie car series because we do a lot of Aussie car here. Mm-hmm. What was it like, um, that experience with Aussie car back winning the turbo touring car series back in the day when it first started? Yeah, that was, that was crazy. That was great. That was so much fun that season. Um, and as you said, it's great to have that there. Just knowing I'm always going to be the inaugural winner of it. It's just a cool thing to have. Um, yeah, that was awesome because we had, I think, uh, Cooper Webb was... No, sorry, Jackson Susan Harlow, that's right. He showed up for it. And you had a couple other guys who were really quick in TCR that were there. Um, so it was not a, not like a hugely talented field, but there was a good variety. You had some slower guys, some quicker guys. It was good. Um, and yeah, I just did it because I was like, oh, that's fun. I've always wanted to do more TCR here because I used to do touring car stuff back in R-Factor and that, and I always just seemed to be pretty good in front-wheel drive Um wagons for some reason <laughs> so so yeah so i'll do that um and yeah i just was start just do it for fun i was not really having any expect expectation at all and then after the first round i was leading i was like oh geez okay so shoot i guess i'm gonna have to try and see how i go try and win this thing then um but obviously with jackson there i mean i fi- i thought i could probably just about get the measure of most of them um but jackson obviously was there and i'm like god if jackson just does his thing and doesn't get killed too much he's gonna thump me because it's jackson this is what he does he's one of the pro pros um but then he missed, I think the second last round he had to miss because I think he actually had real world racing or something. Um, and obviously that dropped points. I was like, oh, geez, I might actually do it. But then one of the other guys who's really quick in TCR was, had also had a pretty clean, consistent run. And it was me and him neck neck the last round. And uh, and I just got, I remember what I had to get. I'd actually done the mass for what I had to get in the last round. And yeah, and I remember, I think it was second or third. And I think, I don't know if it was Cam or someone else was there. And they won it. And I, and I actually was streaming at the time. And I was, yeah, I was like, oh, you may have had the win, but I got the championship. And I was like, yeah, I was so, <laughs> it's probably the most, the one of the happiest I've been. I usually, Jay and that know from SimSpeed, I usually am pretty deadpan when I'm racing. I don't really usually express much. But um, 
but I was yeah very excited there. Uh, so so yeah, it was great fun. That was really cool. And then obviously, unfortunately, I just couldn't again. Life, you know, getting older and more responsibilities, whatever. I just couldn't. And with work and everything, I couldn't really commit to beyond that. But it was cool to to definitely get that little result there. I was having a look at the championship oh. standings from that, um, and it was four points that you yeah, won it by from ridiculous. Scotty Scotty McQueen. That's it, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. familiar names as well. There was Reese Gardner, mm. Bailey yep, Sweeney, yep. Uh, obviously Jackson Susan Harlow, and then there was a few that we know, like um, was a Gork Roger. He did an Aussie Car mm. Series with us. Um, mm. I think Bo Albert did a round. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, there was. Oh, I think it was forty-six drivers that jumped in at some point over yeah, the whole wow. season. So it was pretty yeah. pretty big effort. Yeah, yeah, and Reese. Yeah, I forgot Reese was easy. Yeah, he's, he's really good in front wheel drives too. Um, so it's cool to actually race him. Obviously, well, I knew, I've known him since back in R Factor. Actually, he actually sort of transitioned me into doing IR more seriously because I actually dabbled in it, and then he actually wanted me on. So I used to do commentary way back in the day. Um, I haven't had time to really get around. I, well, basically, I was doing commentary, but I wanted to race, and then I was like, commentary race, commentary race. <laughs> I just, I got to race, man. I got to race. <laughs> so I ended up doing that yeah. more. Um, but I used to do a lot of commentary stuff, and he knew me from R Factor stuff doing commentary, and he's like, just asked me, he's like, oh, we need a commentator. I think it was actually Virginia Enduro, like five years ago, even now in Scops. Um, and yeah, he's like, oh, I need a commentator. Do you want to come in? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll come in. Why not? Yeah, that was a really cool experience. Just doing a bit of commentary for SimSpeed back when it was obviously V8's online. This is before there was SimSpeed, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, so but yeah, he's, he's a very handy front wheel drive driver. He is nice. So, what's the future hold for young Thomas Sims? Um, I don't feel young these days. I'm only, only 26, but I feel like I'm like 40. Uh, <laughs> mentally anyway, I, but... Don't worry, I feel like I'm 40 and I'm, I'm actually now I feel like I'm 50 and I'm only 40. So <laughs> it works out. I've got those, those extra years for that. <laughs> um, so our boss is, uh, works 40, but we always remind him that he's 50. We're like, oh, you're doing pretty well for 50. I was like, fuck off, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, I actually don't really know. I'm just sort of trying to get through this apprenticeship at the moment. As I said, it's been a bit delayed and a bit of a pain, but we're getting there. Um but yeah, I'm at this point sort of staying in the baking stuff because I'm actually I ended up doing it better than I thought. I was struggling at first, of course, but once I got in the groove, I've ended up not being too bad at it. So um, maybe probably sticking with that for now, see where that goes. Uh, and obviously, I've got that degree there. If I want to go back into that field, that's there, ready to go. Um, so yeah, probably just sticking with baking for now. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll get back into doing some country stuff at some point. I've been saying that for like six years at all, for like three or four years. I've been like, I'll get back into country one day. I just never have. But um, yeah, one day maybe I'll delve back into that and that kind of thing later on in life, maybe better. Yeah, for now, probably just staying with the baking, racing when I can, as I say. But as I say in one of my profiles on social, uh, baking by night, racing by day, where I can. Obviously, can't do it all the time. But where, yeah. where energy permits, I try. <laughs> so, what what's your signature thing that you bake? Um, What's the best thing you make? Well, well, I'm with the Bakes Delight here um, in the town. I'm in in, in a Chuka. Um so we've sort of obviously mostly bread. We don't really do pies or anything. Um, I'm trying to think of what the signature thing would be. I guess our pull aparts, our twists, probably our twist delights, our pull apart ones. They're probably one of our more yep. signature uh, stuff. So they're I've pretty. I've had good. too many of them in my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're they're very good though. So good. Uh, more annoying to make than. Possibly thought you got to pull the stuff in and roll it. It's 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 a process, but um, but but yeah, uh, they're probably the main thing, really. I'm not the best at the meter okay. work, which is really annoying because everyone else is. A few of the others are better, and they always take the piss out of me for it. But uh, you can't be the best at everything, can you? So, so, so yeah. no, you can't. Yeah. Just tell them to race here, you'll be right. So. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Um, so we had a little bit of a incident during the week. I don't know where you stand on this, but the, the free hash, uh, sorry, free Mitch hashtag went flying because obviously, um, young Mitchell McLeod is no longer iRacing at the moment through a ban, another ban. Mm. This one seems a little bit more permanent. Mm. Where do we start with this, Braden? I know I've talked to you about this, but um, we quickly touch yeah. on it. What, what's your thoughts, Braden? I guess we'd be yeah, we'd be remiss. Well, run down, give us a rundown. Of what happened? Well, first. yeah, effectively, one one of the nights <laughs> where Mitch was racing, basically, he's had a bit of an incident where he's had a pretty good race. He's been leading coming into um, basically the second to last turn of the race and got you know rear-ended, as quite often happens in <laughs> i racing. Um, he's got off the track. Um, the person who was in second place has also gone off the track. Mitch has come back on. Car's pretty much buggered. Uh, obviously, pretty annoyed, and also you know probably had a couple of beers <laughs> on his uh, yeah. counter as well, which doesn't probably help the situation. And from what I've, I've watched a couple of his streams since, he sort of said was trying to scare him, which yeah, I'm not so sure about that, um, and sort of <laughs> swerved. Uh, and obviously, with the car being damaged, if he was trying to scare him, fair enough. Maybe it hasn't responded back the way he wanted it to, and he's cleaned someone up. So, what, whether it was intentional or not intentional, it definitely looks like an, an intentional wreck. So, obviously, got reported. Um, and I guess from what I can tell from the scenario is that iRacing is the way their uh, appeal or the ban system works is kind of as you get banned, the bans gradually become longer and longer. And they've got to the point with Mitch where they've basically said, well, this band's indefinite. Yeah. Mm. So he then put out a video explaining his side of the situation. He's appealed. He said, no, they've said no 60 days minimum um, before you can reply again. So he's playing ACCC <laughs> at the moment. Um, Not looking like he's having uh, much fun all his life. No. <laughs> so... Where do you sit on this, Thomas? You you stream and you you're a high high name person. Like, where do you sit on this? Um, yeah, it's I actually did um watch his, his video thing because obviously someone think said shared it in iRacing down under and then said the band thing yeah. on. And I was like, oh, geez, what's happened here? Mm. And uh, you know, I know uh, met Mitch at a, a PAX event, a sim racing event, like two three years ago. And he actually lives he he works in the town I uh, live in and work in. Uh, and lives just down the road, so he's actually wow. right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, really, yeah, cool, cool, very cool guy. I've uh, met him at the Pax thing. Really cool guy. A uh, pretty, obviously, pretty loose, but that's just sort of how Mitch is. He's a bit of a looser unit, but you know, that's just how he is. Um, yeah, it's. I did watch it, and yeah, it's it's a tough thing because it's obviously I I get it totally. I get it totally. I, I've had a, as. Again, Brett and everyone will know, me and Brett are the same. We bounce off each other with frustration in the race. We're just yelling abuse at everybody who slightly breathes wrong near us. <laughs> um, but, but uh, yeah, I get the frustration totally, especially in officials. I've had runs before. You get two or three races in a row, you just get wrecked. And obviously, you just you bleed so much rating from uh, getting wrecked out, especially when you get to the high ratings. It's just You just bleed like a dozen good races yeah. and a couple of bad ones. So I totally have the frustration because I get to, I, I get, I sometimes I'll get a bit lippy on official. I'll just say something over voice, voice chat. I'm, and after the fact, I'm like, I probably shouldn't have said that, but it just sort of comes out. Um, so I totally get it. But you know, when you're streaming, it's, it is, it's something else you just got to be aware of. You know, it's anything like that, slightly sort of dodgy moves there or saying the wrong thing or everything. It's just an extra layer, I guess, responsibility to take on. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's 
it's hard to judge, as I said. I, I, I think by the sounds you were saying, that guy you'd had history with as well. Yeah. And that's, you'll get that. You'll get people who just, just have it out for you um, for no reason. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I, to, I, I get it, but it's, yeah, it's, it's just so tough to, to do. I guess it's trying to balance it a bit better, maybe. You know, I think the thing that's been the most yeah. interesting for me is, like, seeing the response, how, like, it, mm. he's clearly a very polarizing character in the community. <laughs> so you've got those people who are, like, you know, it's Mitch, that's what happens, you know, this yeah. stuff happens to him all the time, he doesn't have a cry yeah. about it, everyone else has a cry about it when something happens from yeah. him, but then you've got the other side of people saying, you're just a drunk, you do this all the time, this is yeah. like, you know, what are you promoting, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And it's really hard, like, I was watching his stream, he said he's been in contact with some people from like, racing, and you know, they've said, you know, this isn't because of the drinking. It's not because of the way you act on stream. It's based solely mm. on this one incident, which if mm. that's true, then that that's great that they're mm. looking is, at yeah. the yeah. incident objectively. But yeah. you can't help but think that maybe somewhere there's a in there, there there's yeah. a, they don't necessarily like the brand, the, I guess the light that he shines on iRacing, probably not the way they'd probably hope they, people would, I suppose. Yeah, I think, well, especially with anyone, I mean, I uh, have always been um, very clearly shown how much they value their image. They're very, mm. they're, I think they're one of, of all the Sims, they're probably the one that protects it the most, I feel like. I mean, you look at any of the special events, the amount of, the amount of times every special, well, it's like a saying now, you know, we get a special event that doesn't have any issues, it's it's a miracle almost at this point with iRacing. There's always yeah. always some sort of issue with the servers or sign-ups or something. Something goes wrong. And I, again, I get it because it's such a big um, sim now, all the people, I understand that. But um, but yeah, they, uh, they they really protect that image a lot. So any sort of a descendancy, they just shut down straight away. I think there's been, I've heard, I've seen a few issues that have been in the NASCAR series that they've, there's been supposedly issues there and, and obviously Porsche Cup as well that they've basically shut down any woes there any drivers have any woes they just shut them down straight away so it's it's yeah I, I definitely think there's a factor there for that because they'll they'll say that there wasn't um, but of course they will um, you know I think they're definitely there's a factor there too because they yeah obviously as I said they've always they've shown very clearly how much they care about their image so I think they would take that if they can no problem yeah. and in, anyway. in a sense they're well within their right to do that as well at the end of the day they've got to protect their business that's what makes them mm. money and you know, at the end of the day, Mitch is just one customer. <laughs> you know, that, that that's sort of the way way that they got to look at. One one thing that also interests me is the fact that there was a lot of people that were sort of against Mitch saying, you know, this happens all the time. You get in so many incidents. But I, I think they failed to take into account just the sheer amount of racing actually does. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. think, you know, when you're racing five, six, seven hours a day compared to the you know, person who races three hours a week, well, yeah, you're going to run into some kind of incidents, obviously a lot more regularly. And when you look at it as maybe as a percentage rather than a total amount, it's probably not as bad as it looks. And I guess the other thing is, I definitely feel like for him, people would report him a lot more because they know who he is. And, yeah, exactly. And there's probably a lot of people who do things just the same that don't maybe get the light shone on them just because they're not putting themselves out there. But... At the end of the day, that's what Mitch is choosing to do. So he kind of has to wear some of that responsibility as well. And I was watching part of his stream uh, the other night and it seems like after a few days to sort of calm down and really think about it, um, he's sort of starting to maybe try and make some changes as well. And he's sort of said, yeah, look, he's cool. recognized that, you know, I've got to stop and, you know, stop myself from talking. 
um, and let things go and rather than uh, dwell on it, just escape out and you know worry about another time. I think his main frustration comes from the fact that he feels like when he does uh, send a protest or something that nothing gets done about it. But the moment yeah. that he does something wrong, then it's you know straight just away latched down. onto. Yeah. So yeah. it is a, it is a tricky one. It is, yeah. Yeah, I think it all sort of came up out of Dave Cam's video as well because he was doing it in the same race that they and he put that video up and it sort of that's where I first saw it and it started sort of snowballing from there. But like, like I think I said to you, Braden, beforehand, if he gets to that point, everything that happens at that race, he, or everything that happens up to that ban is all the catalyst is when he wrecks that guy, whether he did it on purpose or yeah. not. It definitely looked like it. it like if he doesn't do that. He's still i-racing at the moment. So, yeah, he's... And like I said, decision-making when you've had a few drinks is always <laughs> not the best. But, um, look, I, I wish I knew the guy better to, to have more of an understanding, but hopefully, you know, he's got so much talent. Mm. Absolutely so much talent. That's that's the biggest waste of it all. Yeah. Well, he's got, um, the fact he's got that, some spare time at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully he can sort it out because, yeah, he's a talent that we need in Australia, yeah. like... Yeah, and he's a personality we need to be yeah. honest. Just a nice, cleaner version. And we, of we've like we've driven with him many times in the Aussie cars when he's jumped in, and yeah. he's always raced, you know, amazingly well. Never, Never had, had an issue. issue. So I definitely, yeah. definitely, from that point of view, couldn't say a bad word. So yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I was uh, I've, uh, met him with the packs thing, and I, um, yeah, sort of just right, you know, being near him and raced raced him a lot over the over the years, and yeah, always been good. Race is hard, but always always clean. So um. So yeah, I think you know I don't think there's a, a spare, uh, doubt about the talent and all that. There, it's just one of those things. I think just a combination of a bunch of factors, and it just led to that. So as I said, I, I hope for him. I yeah. hope it all gets sorted and comes around for him because, as you said, I definitely think we need need him back on IR and everything. Um, yeah. Whether you, people like him or not, you know, it's it's he's a good personality to have and, and all that kind of thing. So yeah, and I think he's clearly passionate about okay. passionate about it as oh, well. Yeah. And the more yeah. people that I, are spreading that word, there's always yeah. good for the good for the sim yeah yeah that's it i get that totally i'm the same i'm very passionate about everything so i i get the the frustration everything there it seems like i think you know people some people be like oh it just seems like an asshole reacting like that but it's like no it's not that it's just the the passion that's just what it's like whenever you're obviously really passionate about something that's that's what sort of comes out there so so i get that totally yep split second decision he made the wrong one unfortunately Mm. um so look, we've been serious for a while. Let's go back to the normal stuff. We've got one last question that we're just we're trying to ask everyone. We only did it once successfully, so we got to do it again yeah. now. Who would you like to see us talk to next on the podcast or sometime in the future? Who's someone you want to hear from? Um, uh, ooh, uh, I'm just going to be. I'm going to go for one of my safer options. Uh, I don't know. She's got a pretty bad schedule these days, but Emily Jones would be cool uh, to get on because uh, she is a very very cool person. I've actually got the pleasure to race with her a few times. Uh, a couple of years ago or so, we did a few races together, V8s and some Maduros. Just awesome person and just one of the loveliest people. And I got to meet her in real life because she's down in Melbourne. Uh, and that was that was so cool getting to actually meet her and, and you know, chill with her in person. She's, she's a, a, just such a great person. Such a, just very wholesome and very positive. One of the most positive people I've ever met. So I think having her would be really cool because she's just, just awesome. You know, she's, well, obviously we've gotten shot up in popularity a lot, but yeah. <laughs> She 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 may have sort of tentatively agreed to it already. Ah, so that's spoilers. the I'm looking forward to that <laughs> yeah. one. That is um we just gotta get some, some stuff sorted out, but you're very much excited about that one as definitely, well. So, definitely. Yeah. Uh, um good good answer. So 
we've got you on tonight because we didn't do enough research for Scops on <laughs> Sunday night and you watched it all. So you're just going to basically take the reins. And no, I, I did actually watch it. It was a really good race. Um, so we'll go into the results section now and we'll start with Scops, uh, race on Sunday night at Road Atlanta, two sprint races. What did you think, Thomas, of the results? Race one, we saw... I'm trying to work out which one's race one and this little thing that he's he's linked me. Um, Cooper Webster took out the first one. Yeah, from... yeah, Cooper Webster. Because um, Jordan Caruso didn't actually make it because he was still coaching at Phillip Island for race one. So he got back for race two. So that's the easy way. So Cooper Webster won, James Scott second, and Richard Hampstead third. It's What did you think of the results? Yeah, well, obviously, Mad, I think, had a very difficult race, a weekend event, really. I think Maloney, Brady Myers. Yeah. I saw, only because only I just happened to get home from work on the Monday, and then I saw them all tweet a thing saying, I think it was a link of Tottenham Spurs fans singing They Are Shit or something, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the, the roundup for us or something. I was like, okay, I guess it did go well for them. Um, so, so yeah, and I saw after sort of the results. Um, yeah, it's cool to see Altus up there uh, or sort of, yeah, beat TTR in, you know, in a fair and square in a, a Scops event. Not even just a race, the whole event, you know, just, just winning the whole thing. Really. Whole weekend, yeah, yeah, just dominated. Been a while um, coming cool to see. I think every week we've talked about Scops so far, yeah. it's just been like, oh, another Trans-Tasman <laughs> racing domination, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's interesting because they had a point there a couple of years ago where they just sort of, they didn't have too many drivers, they weren't really adding many people, but then in the last year or two, obviously they added Emily a while back now, but added her, they added Brady, uh, Josh, obviously there's a few more that they added, so they really... I think this year, particularly, they really jumped back on dominating it again this year with the people that they added on. So, uh, so yeah, it's no surprise that they've been dominating, but it was really cool to see Altus there because they obviously have a bunch of talents. They've also they lost Dane and Ethan and a few others that they have lost in their V8 program, but they still have, obviously, Jordan, Cooper, James, who are super fast. And James, it's cool to see James up there in Scops because he, uh, he does a lot of V8 racing. He's pretty much every V8 league that I know or upper-level one that I know he, he's, he's doing. Um, so it's cool to see him get some uh, uh, right up there in Scops because I used to. Uh, he was actually back at ASM when he first started iRacing, racing, um, and he's definitely come a long way, really developed a long way. So it's really cool to see him have a good one in Scops as well. He actually led uh, eleven of the laps as well, so Sweet, yeah. Yeah. certainly up there um, in with a good chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cooper Webster had the speed and just didn't get off the line, which gave that the, gave the start to James, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just wasn't able to hold him off because Cooper looked really quick. Yeah. At Road Atlanta, he was he was really quick. So, but yeah, the fact that he could hold off the rest of the field was really good. Really well done, James. But um, couple of bigger jumps is Adam Briggs went from twenty eighth to eighteenth. Nice. So well done. Uh, we've got Hayden Harrison from thirty ninth right down the back there up to thirtieth, which was a very solid effort there. Um, and Kobe Jones sort of jumped up another Got seven coach. places there from 31st to 24th. Yeah. So well done to you yeah. all. But yeah, that was really good. Um, and it, look, it was hard watching being um, uh, like knowing Madison and, and, and the talent that he is watching it in that race, but the next race was even yeah. worse. <laughs> it was sort of fun. was painful. <laughs> so uh, yeah, look at it. But it was interesting too because it was a trans Tasman sort of sandwich that sort of there was like five or six of them in a row, and they kept on Getting banging other, yeah. sides yeah. with each other. Uh, there wasn't much. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting little team brief afterwards. So yeah, uh, but we'll go into race two. So Jordan obviously turned up. Jordan, um, I thought he was going to get pole there, but ended up Jason, uh, James got it in the end. So that was a 
a nice effort for him, but uh, but Cuba Webster was a little bit too quick. Jordan Caruso got second. James got third to, to full sweep of the podium for Altus, which is, like like I said, really good to see the, the effort they've put in. Um, it, it seemed to be they were faster in the first half of the race or first third of the race because in race one particularly, um, James had to really hold off a of fast-charging Richard Hampstead as well. So... Um, whatever their setups were, it was they were fast at the first three quarters, and then the the trans ones came towards the end. Um, but yeah, Andrew Gilliam got fourth, and uh, Griffin Gardner got fifth with Richard Hampstead sixth. But yeah, then we look right down to thirteenth for for Paul Madison. The biggest problem he had was they qualified sixteenth. He kept on getting held up on his um, qualifying laps, and then sort of had three and a half minutes, I think, to he was sitting in fortieth position on the on the thing and had to. Had to do his best, and obviously 16th was as best as he got, but he got right up there, um, and then, yeah, had a few incidences where got a bit of panel damage and went off. But can you imagine? What do you think of race I was two? Just, say, just before you say that, can you imagine if he had a qualified yeah. 40, if there would have been 39 other oh. people just about, that would have been like, I out-qualified Madison down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Second nothing, <laughs> I out-qualified. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting that he obviously didn't climb as much. I think uh, obviously, Instons, and it, it can be really hard to pass. It actually is really hard to pass in these newer supercars mm. than the old ones, obviously, because they're two reasons, I think, mainly. The downforce obviously just means it's hard to keep behind people and follow people. Um, and also the way the tyres are. The uh, old ones, they kind of hold their tyres a bit better. You can keep going and still have optimal laps for quite a while, whereas with the new ones, they really do have a peak period and they drop off pretty substantially quite quickly. Uh, and they kind of get to a point again yep. and even out. So I don't think that helps because you sort of the, you're wearing tires, aero. It just makes passing really difficult unless you're substantially faster. So that's where definitely if you could qualify better, it really helps. And that's probably what something else has looked at. And they saw that yeah, if they qualify well, as long as they get away nice, they get a good gap, have a good first start of the race, then even if they drop off, they'll be able to defend it. Um, which definitely in the newer cars is a very valid strategy. So um, so yeah, interesting to see. Mad down there, but I mean, even sell, even after all that, to still salvage thirteenth, and that for being to that be like yeah. a disaster for Mad, just shows how good he usually is with where he always is. So, um, you know, even on a disaster day, to still get thirteenth, so, um, you know, solid effort really. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Look at the actual results now, and like Trans Tasman in fourth, six seconds off the third place, James Scott, yeah. um, around Rodelander is is a fairly significant effort for those yeah. guys. So. Um, and, and yeah, the passing was really that, um, I can never remember. It's just for the key, uh, the key turn, but that's not actually there. The end of the straight, the, le- the left, right, that seemed to be the only real passing spot, except for turn one. There's a lot of cars trying to push it for turn one and a lot of cars end up off the track at turn yeah, one. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it was interesting. There was some, there, there definitely wasn't the best racing in, in race mm-hmm. two. There was definitely a lot more dirtier, but I think there's a lot more people playing for, Probably sheep stations that they shouldn't have probably worried about. Yeah, that. well, it's 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 you know it's 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 it's, a, it's sort of a classic saying thing with supercars. It brings out a bit of panel beating, and that's just sort of part of the racing. But it's definitely more aggressive by default, uh, and usually in the sprint rounds because they're so short the races and. Again, yeah. difficulty of passing the newer cars definitely has elevated their aggression even more. So a lot of it's yeah, it's it gets especially in the sprint rounds, it gets pretty pretty full on when you get to the racing. And um, I I've learned anyway to you know a lot of the time you just gotta you just gotta match it. You, know, you just gotta bring your level up as well to make sure you don't get 
you know, punted off the track or pushed back in the field. You've just got to up your level too. So, um, so yeah, it's not surprisingly that, but, uh, you know, in the end, it can lead to some good battles. With so many quick people, there was I was going to really... say, with so many quick people as well, yeah. so in the first race, like, there's a couple of times where people would uh, have a move put on them and the train of five cars behind them would all yeah. get them into the next corner as well. So, yeah. like, keeping, yeah. keeping that pace yeah. up and staying in front is just so important. What did you think of the phantom pace car? That, uh, uh, yeah, pace car that came, safety car that came out early on for some weird reason because the car ended up that was off the track got back on and then all of a sudden they got stuck with this pace car that was huh. up there. Um, uh, yeah, I actually didn't know about it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> again, I, I got... It was like early. It was really early on. It was And it was weird because they all had sat behind it for a while anyway. So Strange, yeah. It was, yeah. It was a definitely strange. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, we get that sometimes, but, I guess, with manual live race control and everything. There'll be... There'll be you know, issues going on there that'll uh you know the the sim will glitch out or something so um so yeah it's a weird one but i mean that's the thing with scops it's so professionally run usually everyone gets it they understand they'll adjust to it usually so that that's always nice about yeah. it so as far as big movers um madison was almost one of those obviously before things happened but i'm looking down the, the field and, and look Corey preston jumped up tall places 37th to 25th um, Brady uh, Ratu, Brad Ratu yeah. I'm trying Brady to say, Ratu, 30, yeah, yeah uh, 34th up to 23, um, and Brenton Hobson, 29th up to 20th. Uh, very, very good Sorry, drives from yeah. you guys. Um, Zachary uh, Hanlon, uh, 41st up to 32. So there's some, definitely some good moves down the, mm. the back of the field mm. there. So uh, we, we don't, I don't have results for Super Split 2 because I only caught the last bit of it. Um, but it was really good racing as well. The top four sort of would nose to tail the whole way around. Um, and yeah, definitely it was, it was a good one to watch, but we'll probably try and get some more of that next time. Yeah. I was traveling all weekend. I did 2,000 kilometers driving on the weekend, <laughs> so I sort of missed a lot of That's stuff, a good, solid so. effort. Very solid effort. Two 1,000 in the one yeah, weekend. It was good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And didn't get anything for it. It was really slow, what, two 1,000. So anyway, uh, so we'll go to the championship table. So Richard Hampstead is currently leading, um, and he's 74 points ahead of Madison Down. So very well done there. Jake Maloney sitting in third. A fair chunk of the way back, another 106 points back behind Madison. Uh, Brady Myers is in fourth. Only just behind Jake and Joshua Anderson is uh, about thirty-two mm. points back. TTR again. top five, and then there's a massive drop. Yeah, <laughs> it is, unfortunately. But uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, then we go all the way back down to both um, Andrew Dyson and James Scott. So good to see James Scott all the way up there in equal six at the moment, uh, heading into some some better rounds. So we're only early. There's, there's plenty of time to go. So um, definitely good up. But Madison's got three wins. Uh, Richard's got one. Joshua's got one. There's two down there for Jordan. Yeah. Um, and then there's Cooper Webster's got two now. So very well done. And, oh, it's got Chastity's got one, but that's for Super 2s. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> Was it Tyler Blackburn? I think I remember that got yeah, through. So. He, he's he got a win on his board. I think it might have been yeah. him that actually got through So um, from memory. But he was very, very tight racing. Mm. So yeah. very well done. Yes, there he is. Started 39th in race one, finished 31st. Oh, race two, finished 31st. And... Tyler, 32nd to 31st in race one. So, well done. Definitely, definitely. Now, final thoughts on Scops before we let you go? Um, oh, I guess just, yeah, it's good to see. I guess really, if anything, it's good to see what looks like it must have been a bit of a clean around of road, Atlanta, because a lot of the time with the spin rounds, you'll see results of people jumping up like 20 spots 
just because all they did was survive the carnage. I kind of had that last year at Road Atlanta. I qualified at the back both races um, and ended up going up like 15 spots or something in each race just from surviving the chaos. It was just heaps of crashes and everything. Um, so it's good to hear by the looks of it, by that result, it sounds like there was a lot cleaner racing. There wasn't any huge, massive field wrecks. So um, so that's good to see that it was like that because Road Atlanta can be a bit of a magnet for, for lots of instances. So, um, good to see that, and hopefully it continues on to later rounds. And hopefully I can make a, another solo round or two somewhere on the line before Enduro so that Brett doesn't have to carry my, uh, my ass too much. <laughs> Does uh, Hampstead hold on? It's uh, very early. It's... It is, and it is, the, and a lot of the time it will change a lot. Obviously, with drop rounds, once they get put in, it can just flip the results on their head, yeah. on the standings on their head. Um, yeah, it's tough to tell. I think it's a good, it's every possibility. Really, any of those five, any of those five TTR cars have a good chance. I think because they're all just squeeze each other. It's just really if they can capitalize, keep capitalizing when Mad has a ban. It's very rare, but when he has the odd <laughs> bad round or fourth or fifth or whatever here, if they can just make sure they're first or second, then. Um, and that'll help them a lot. So yeah, I think I think any of them are a good chance to be honest, because all it looks like most of TTR are really giving scops a real good go this year. So I think they've all got just much of a shot there. Sweet. So we're going to let you go at this part of the podcast, and we'll go ramble on about everything else after you've gone. Who do you want to shout out, and where can people find you, mate? Um, I guess just shout out uh, Henry James Racing, as I always do. Awesome bunch of guys. Uh, just so much fun to race with them. Sim Racing Channel, which is the other one I race for, more GT-focused stuff and that. Big thanks to, to Gibbo and them for having me on uh, for just like three years or something now, I think. Um, and, yeah, and then just uh, for you guys who have me on, thanks for having me on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and... I'm going to shout out the better half for putting up with my simulation shenanigans. She's got patience with the Saints, so I'll, put a, I'll give her a shout out there. Um, and I think that's uh, mostly for shouts. But yeah, in terms of finding me, um, I've got my Facebook uh, Simracer Hinsey page. Uh, I think it's Hinsey 52 I think I've got the, the page number too. I was quite happy to get the number for that. Um, okay. So yeah, I've got my Simracer Hinsey page there. Uh, I've got uh, at Hinzy on again, super proud to get at Hinzy on Twitter. That was great. I put the at there, and I was like, hopefully it's there. Yes, it's there. Um, so I've got that on Twitter. <laughs> I post race results there, uh, and then also Instagram. I think I'm Thomas Hins lad. I'm on Instagram because apparently Thomas Hins was taken. I couldn't believe it. I was like, come on, my name is like I know how unique it is, and apparently someone had it. I was like, really? Wow. Yeah. Jesus. Like, so I had to put lad on there. Um, I swear I had to. I didn't do that. Think he was cool. I swear. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I'm on there as well, and I put race results and pictures up there. So uh, they're probably the the main three to find me on, and obviously YouTube. Uh, TKH and um, Hinzy uh, for Twitch as well. On the occasions when I stream, it's a bit up and down. But I try to every now and then. So, yeah. Thanks again for having me, guys. All good. No, thank you so much for giving, sparing your time with us. Um, we know how busy you are, and I don't know how your wife lets you get away with it. Like, <laughs> I get two nights a week, and that's all I get. So, I need a better wife, obviously. I know she, well, she's your game. Yeah, well, it's a girlfriend for five years now. Not quite there, but will be one day. Um, but, but yeah, she's a, uh, I don't know, I lucked out, let's just say. Super lucky. Uh, yeah, that's about all we can really say. I don't know. I must. Uh, I think well, I've I've managed to con it for five years. Let's hope it keeps going for a bit longer. <laughs> That's it. Well, thank you so much for your time, mate. We will touch base with you again in the future, and I hope it all goes well. And looking forward to watching you in those enduros. But uh, thank you very much, time. We'll catch you next Thanks time. Thank you very much, guys. See ya.
What a lovely guy Thomas Hins is. Thank you so much for your time, mate. Um, let's go into even more results. Uh, we are running long on time and all kinds of things at the moment. So we're going to quickly breeze through a fair chunk of them. I really apologize to everyone who was hoping to hear their league covered in detail, but um, we're just going to have to try and keep up with as much as we can. So look, Aussie car is what we do and what we know. So we're going to quickly go with that and then we'll go on to the rest of them. But mate, we uh, everything happened Aussie car last week at Hockenheim ring and it was an enduro 50 minutes around there. Pitch strategy became super important and <laughs> then a safety car came and, well, look, I don't think it was, there was problems from it. Ira's promised never ever to do safety car again in Aussie <laughs> car. Because of it, um, it was just the timing of it. Yeah. I think that was the big killer and especially for Ira. So, spoiler, uh, Ira had to come into the pits. He had point, I think it was point three or point two litres of fuel left and the safety car came out, which meant pit road was closed. Now, in hindsight, I talked to him about it, and he probably should have just went in, pitted under the closed pits, and got an end-of-line penalty. But he sat there and waited for the whole track to go, all whole cars to go around uh, till the pit lane opened, and then went into the pit bay, which the commentators thought he'd run out of fuel, and then miraculously <laughs> found fuel again. So <laughs> Got someone out there um, with some invisible bloke out there pushing him. <laughs> that's it. Uh, but yeah, look, it was... I enjoyed the race. It, it, quickly, on my side of things... I've been working on fuel strategy. I'm not going to hide that all week. Fuel saving, all that kind of stuff, and when to pit. And I knew when to pit. There was a few things that put me out with going on laps rather than time. I knew it was 23 laps, but I forgot that point when the race came up and said 25 laps. Um, so all my strategy was based on 25 and 23, but still got it right. Pitted twice before the, the safety car came out. Saved a chunk of fuel, went the longest of anyone uh, except for Perez and John in the first stint of the race. So there's only the three of us that were left. So I sat in third position for that, that 10th lap and still had 0.7 of a, a litre left. And I was only using 0.7 of a thing. So sort of only needed to save another 0.3 of a litre in that first 10. And I could have gone another lap again. Um, in the end, wasn't really needed. So then pitted again fairly soon after that. I think it was lap 15 because I could then get 10 to, to get home. And then lap 16, safety car came out, which put me in an interesting spot with about four laps to go of being sixth with a, a sea of green around me. Um, <laughs> and yeah, then I made, that's where I made my mistake. Just trying to let uh, mainly Chastity through, but then if uh, Braden tried to sneak through and Tim someone else tried to sneak through and if you watch the coverage you see me going 50 miles an hour (laughs) off into the dirt but uh saved it come back on lost about 10 positions I reckon I was was down about 18th at the end of that from sixth um and probably the most nervous I've been having uh McKellar I think it was or Snell maybe Snell right behind me um yeah it wasn't the best way to restart but yeah look I enjoyed the race because I put in effort in a different area and I think it paid off except for that one mistake where I went off the track and then there was another one where everyone broke in front of me Tim ended up take, getting taken out in this thing um, I think John Schultz clipped the back of him and someone spun in front of him but there was smoke everywhere and then I just completely missed my brake marker and went went too long luckily there was a runoff there that I could get back onto the track but ended up coming 15th after all that and, and yeah look Fuel saving, I proved that I'm probably one of the, the better fuel savers in the league, which is a which is a fun thing. And um, wish I could yeah, say the same. Fun. But 
Yeah. One thing yeah, we I found out don't is understand how I you, use I, a lot of fuel. I literally, in practice, I sat there and I tried to burn as much fuel as you do, and I just physically couldn't do it. So I don't know what you do. I just go super fast, you know. That's it. You are way <laughs> I, fast. I, I wish, I wish. <laughs> it was interesting. I, I guess one thing was cool. We kind of both asked for a good race for ourselves, and I think overall we both really? had a pretty good race. So it's probably the first week yeah, I'm happy while with 15th. that we've managed yeah. that. Um, it was interesting to see Perez back after missing the first yes. couple of rounds, so that was a surprise to see. Um, but it was it was sort of business as usual. I I really liked racing the Hockenheim Ring track. I actually really enjoyed it as a track. I don't know what it's like in other cars, but for the Skippy, I thought it was really good fun. Yeah, it flowed really well. It um it had the 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 probably the two major overtaking points, I guess. Yeah. Definitely, obviously, the end of the hairpin um, and probably the end of the first straight with a... Oh, no, yeah, so the first straight with the kink in it, it was... Yeah, the the, the one major, which is a fairly, fairly tight hairpin, was a, a big overtaking spot. That that sort of made it hard for the last lap, when, especially when I didn't realise the last lap, all of a sudden the white flag came up. Yeah, that surprised me I knew me as well. that if I was... Yeah, so... I, if, if by halfway through the track, if you hadn't made your move, you're pretty much stuck there. Like, unless you really, really were aggressive, and I didn't have the speed to be that aggressive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, that that's the only thing I found with it. But yeah, otherwise, it was a very good flowy track. Um, as Ira seems to be able to find them, there wasn't too many spots that were super difficult. But yeah, yeah, was I was, uh, I had a pretty decent race. I. I had good pace. I, I actually put in a fair bit of practice. I think, like I spoke about last week, I think I said, you know, I'd done about 70 odd laps um, in a couple of nights uh, trying to get up to speed. So I felt like I had good, pretty good pace. Um, did lose a bit of draft and did drop off a little bit. And I was sort of stuck with, um, I think it was John Schultz and Tim were both just basically sitting behind me lap after lap, <laughs> sitting in my draft and saving their own fuel, which was kind of frustrating. I was, sort of begging <laughs> someone to overtake me so that I could save some fuel yep. for once, knowing what my fuel burner yep. did like during the week. Uh, so that was a little bit frustrating. But um, yeah, I guess managed to keep it together. I just stuffed up the pit strategy. I, I was up to about sixth, I think, sort of sitting in behind Hedeshide and I was putting in good laps. I think once the pits had sort of sorted themselves out, I think I still would have been up pretty high. Um, and basically said to myself, pit this lap, pit this lap, and then I went, no, mm, oh, one more lap, one more lap, <laughs> and that's the lap that the, <laughs> the safety car come out. Yeah. So uh, I just it's the exact same thing I did in Talagos. I said to myself, I should pit now while it's green. Just do it. You've got enough to feel and feel and get to the end. Uh, I just didn't listen to myself, so I ended up dropping back quite a bit. But the the restart was just hectic. <laughs> it was. Having having people like yourself who you know not in an uh, an offensive way, but probably don't I'm spend offended already. <laughs> don't, don't, don't spend that much time up in between those guys. You know, I know how I feel up there when all of a sudden I've got you know Snell or Russell or someone near me. I'm just complete panic and thinking I don't want to ruin their race. I don't want to ruin their race and end up doing you know silly moves like I did at uh, Indy. Um, so having a couple of people up there that probably haven't been up there very much definitely threw a bit of a cat amongst the pigeons, which was exciting. Uh, it was funny when you tried to let Chasty through 
And I was like, ooh, I can sneak through here as well. And then I think Tim kind of get caught on the yeah. outside of me and I managed to get him. I sort of picked uh, up. Mighty was there too. I reckon there was five yeah. locked on cars on that corner and I was the widest and <laughs> wasn't prepared for being that wide. So. Yeah. Um, anyway. And then unfortunately, I had a bit of a moment. I just got a little bit deep going into that sort of horseshoe turn uh, in the sort of stadium section and went off track and knew that basically if I was going to not lose basically eight spots, I had to keep the foot pinned and just pray that I could get back on the track properly. So I didn't really slip all that much, came back onto the track, obviously got a little bit wobbly, um, but got a massive net code with Donald uh, Sabano and, and unfortunately ruined his race. So I actually felt really bad about that. I went straight over to his stream. And in game, I actually didn't even apologize because I, I, I wasn't convinced that I actually hit him i thought i was so far away that maybe i spooked him and he made a mistake and that's what caused him to spin um but obviously looking after the race it was pretty clear that there was a massive net code um so yeah that was kind of kind of a bit sucky and then uh coming down the straight i had tim behind me and i sort of kept myself on the outside of i think it was sean doyle who rode the curb and just lost it got a massive snap yeah, uh, snap back, right. missed the back of my car by what must have been millimeters, and unfortunately just went sailing straight into Tim, and then obviously Tim got also, cleaned up as well. Tim, yeah, Tim clipped the back of him yep. and did a bit of damage to the the nose, but it was then manageable. Um, John Schultz was coming up behind him and just did could smoke, yeah. couldn't see, and then the, the his front left wheel hit Tim's rear right and pretty much ripped it off. Yeah. And that was the end of the drive and everything. And then I came around behind both of them and there's just smoke everywhere, like I said, and just too busy watching the chaos. And I went, oh, I'm 50 meters past my braking marker. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's so easy to do. I yeah, did something was... similar earlier in the race uh, coming into turn two where I just looked down at my relative to sort of, and I was trying to calculate in my head <laughs> how much time I'd made up or how much time I'd lost. And all of a sudden I was, you know, 25 meters past where I normally break and ran wide, but luckily yeah. it didn't cost me too much, but yeah, Perez back and then back in winning form. So he took took the win uh, from Alex John, who had a good race, and Ben Snell in third. Uh, Scott Barton, who uh, the commentators were all about uh, in the middle of the race, sort of showing how much time he had made up, um, pitting a little bit earlier and sort of sticking out there by himself, uh, got fourth from... Yeah, well, him and Hedershot, I think, had the strategy as well. Yeah. They um they definitely got the right, right end of the safety car because of it. Those cheeky 111 cars, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, bastards. Um, so Russell Clark, McKellar was the big loser out of it all, though. Yeah. He was um, sitting second, and I was talking to him after the race in the stream that he was in the same boat you were. He had Perez and John sitting behind him the whole first half of the race, mm. and he couldn't couldn't shake him, and obviously had to pit two laps before they did. Uh, but yeah, he got stuck out there. Uh, they made the right call, pitted it at the right time, and he got stuck out there, came out, and I think it was seventh or eighth, but ended up finishing seventh. Yeah, so. some good results. Uh, Stuart Crawford had a top ten. Um, so he had a good result for him there. Uh, yourself, Peter, top fifteen, which was nice after a you know bit of a lean season so oh. far, but could have been and, so much and more. We, talk, we just talked. <laughs> we just talked to Thomas about you know you get a good result, but you know, you're hard on yourself, man. I was so hard on myself still. Yeah, like the two mistakes I made, and they were just so costly. Could have been top ten easy if I had just you know not fo- not driven in my rear vision mirror. Yeah, and just drove something I need, but, definitely need to get better at. Probably the biggest loser and. Um, sort of a little bit close to our hearts with the locked on racing stuff yeah. was obviously Josh 
who had a really, really good start to the season, um, ended up coming last, basically a DNF, unfortunately. Basically, yeah. uh, got got involved in a bit of an accident earlier than had to tow and then also got done over by um, a pit. Um, was it a yeah. pitting and so I think, incident as well? I think Vic pulled over is the big thing and um, there, was, there was pitting uh, cross crossing the line under yellow, overtaking under yellow before at the start. So Vic pulled over because he was in a position he didn't want to be in, but he pulled over before the start-finish line, which meant cars overtook him. Or there was something else with pitting as well. He got like a three-minute um, black flag, yeah. which is nuts for where it was in the race, but that pretty much threw him out. I think Scott Harvey was another loser with that whole pitting thing yeah. um, or overtaking thing with, with Vic, unfortunately. Vic didn't realise until after the race, which yeah. he apologised for. and one of those yeah. things wasn't good yeah so yeah so but, it seems to be the end of the safety car and aussie car for at least the time being and, and i guess one of the things uh ira sort of mentioned was that you know he's done them for a while now maybe it's time to move on to something else and seeing seeing what the next sort of thing is keep changing it up and keep well it as fresh. we talked about after the race we don't really need safety car anymore especially with a track like that we had action everywhere on the track yeah and i prefer no safety car because it really rewards strategy then like i would have made I would have been in a lot better position for strategy-wise, although it seemed to be I was always either behind or in front of Stafford and I ended up in front of Stafford by one position at the <laughs> end of the race. So, you know, I'll probably end up where I should have been. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. So, But, yeah, look, it's, we've got safety car this week anyway. So even though it's the end of safety <laughs> car, we've got oval racing. But a feeling there might be a few as well, <laughs> not just one. Yeah, exactly. So it's a good series to be an Alex uh, Aussie car at the moment. Alex yeah. John leads the series uh, from... Alex McKellar by 15 points. Chastanoff, the highest locked on uh, racing driver at the moment, uh, in third on 270, so two points behind McKellar. Uh, from Scott Barton, Daniel Hedeshide, uh, Sean Doyle. Matthew Mites, just consistent as ever. Goes away from a season, doesn't even look like anything's changed. Uh, yeah. In seventh, Russell in eighth, Donald ninth. And I've managed to get myself yeah, inside not, the top ten. Not consistent. Yeah. Talk about not consistent. Russell Clark in eight. Yeah. Um, He's had a bit of a mixed bag this season as well. Yeah. He has. But uh, the other thing I want to point out is I've taken Vic's spot. Vic's moved up to 17th. We're doing Vic Watch this week. Uh, he wants that 18th position. I've got 18th. Me and Jeremy both sharing it. And uh, Vic's are unfortunately in 17th. So Ben Snell in 16th, but didn't start the first race. Yeah, so. that's right. That's right. So yeah, anyway. that's Aussie car. And and everyone above everyone in the top thirty, you're ahead of Perez. So take a photo <laughs> now. Well done. That's it. Oh, I guess um team points, top split racing still in first, one eleven esports still in second, Van Diemen Racing still in third, and locked on iRacing podcast, Matthew and myself are up to fourth now, the leading And only team. two points out of third though. Yeah. Very, very tight. Yeah. I like it. And Chasty and uh Vic in, in fifth, uh 10 points back on you guys in LockedOnLads.com. Uh, we won't talk about the rest of the Locked On team. They're well down. We had a very... I have a bad race. Josh has a good race. I have a good race. Josh has a bad race. That's great. <laughs> That's it. All right. car Working as a team well. Yeah, let's get into Anscar. Um, I didn't get to actually watch any of the races this week. I'll, I'll admit that right now, obviously, with the busyness that I've had. Uh, so we don't really have the big movers. I haven't had a chance to really look at that, but... Look, the trucks went to 100 laps around Knoxville this week, which was would have been awesome to actually see. So at some stage, I do want to catch up on this. Uh, but congratulations to Hamish Gallagher for the win. Uh, Josh Micklemore, always there, uh, coming in second. Joshua Carroll-Walden, which is the first time we've seen him up 
that high in a while. Like he's always there and thereabouts threatening, but well done on the third place. Edward Foster, guess from last week, uh, getting fourth. Well done. And Ruben Phelps, once again, massive improver over the last couple couples of weeks and definitely uh one of the more consistent drivers at the moment so uh very well done to for snagging in fifth place uh the thunder series which we commentated all the way through uh <laughs> last week uh ended up the result at the 150 laps at dover i think we left with about 15 laps to go and i sat there and watched it after it was amazing uh hamish gallagher first josh micklemore second it seems like it's uh, copy and paste the wrong ones over there so let me check on that uh, in particular, because that is the exact same results. So one of those is wrong. So I'll move on to the Cup Series, which is the one I did definitely right. 200 laps at Dover. Uh, that was Jason Martin first. Neil Pearson, the ever-consistent as well, second. Uh, well done in the Cup race there. Uh, Ruben Phelps in third, as we just mentioned, ever-consistent. Definitely well done there. Um, and Hamish Gallagher fourth. Gary Wellman in fifth. Uh, so I've just gone to the wrong spot to get it as well. But uh, well done to those. Dover is one of those really fun tracks, and, and having Dover there for the Thunder and the Cup this week um, was was a good thing as well. So really enjoyed that Thunder series. Did you actually get to watch any of it, um, Brad? I haven't. It's um, been on uh, when I've been practicing for Aussie Car at the moment, so... That's been the main problem, um, and just yeah, with work at the moment, just like you said, it's just so hard to get to everything at the moment. So, between trying to practice and not make myself fool of myself on Thursday nights, <laughs> it's a bit, a bit yeah, hard to well, catch. Okay, so that was the thunder results I read through. So Hamish Gallagher first, Josh Micklemore second, Joshua Carroll third, Edward Foster fourth, and Ruben Felt fifth. I should have remembered that because there was some really good racing from uh, Edward Foster and. Uh, Ryan Jones as well, so um, very, very good effort there. So we'll go back to the trucks, we'll double back there. Uh, very good result for Nathan Clark in first, uh, James Robbie in second, Jaden Russell in third, uh, young Michael Skurlock, who we'll hear in, hear, about, hear from in a moment, in fourth, and Daniel Hedeshide again with a fifth place. Well done after he's backing up from his week in Pocono. Uh, first, first ever race, uh, comes back and gets a fifth as well, so... Uh, very, very well done there. Um, just trying to have a look at some of the stats. There was five lead changes, 33 caution laps, and 11 cautions in a 100-lap race. So probably a little bit more than they'd like, and I see a few um, uh, points handed out for, for interesting driving anyway. But next week, the trucks head to Watkins Glen uh, for a 35-lap race there as well. So keep an eye on that one. Um, as for the Thunder... They end up going to, um, oh, it doesn't actually say. That's okay. It's all good. We'll cut more on that because uh, that is right now happening anyway. So what's the point of covering that? Where are they going to next week? Um, look, I'd love to watch a bit more of that. And um, But yeah, so that was some very good results. Well done to everyone involved. Sorry for mucking that up a little bit. Uh, we're going to go to V8 Veterans Round 9, um, which ended up... Jamie McKnight, we talked about how he was leading the practice sessions last week. He ended up taking the win uh, by about seven seconds over Varga, who was the winner from the week before. John Schultz, but it's spelt differently, came in third, 10 seconds uh, further back. Um, and then Marty Hansen in fourth. Scott McEwen in fifth. Paul Preston in sixth. 
Dean Flavel in seventh, Darren Goosey in eighth, Michael Stewart nine, and Tim Nichol in tenth. For some pretty good spread with the team. So United Sim Sports was one and two there. Uh, Cranky Sports is um got a couple spots in the top ten as well as as well as Reaper Sim Racing. So well done all the teams in that. So something I didn't even realise till I posted on Facebook. Well done to this. The veterans is an over forties league, but they've also got an over fifties leaderboard as well. Mm. Uh, so a few people probably not happy that they're on this leaderboard, <laughs> but well done to Scott McEwen for for leading that at the moment and Dean Flavell. Uh, for second, Warren Davis for third currently, and Darren Goosey in fourth, and Steve Kennedy in fifth. Well done for those over 50s section of the league. Uh, they've they've done a uh, points table at the moment after round nine for the overall, and with the uh, drop points that are included. So these are with their worst rounds dropped off at the moment. So Jamie McKnight obviously leaves and Varga in second. John Schultz in third. Um, Paul Preston in fourth, Scott McEwen in fifth. So well done to all those people who are racing along in V8 Vetch. Keep it going. It's really good stuff. And I'll have to try and catch a few actual live watches, except for the fact that it's straight after Aussie Car on Thursday night. Thursday night seems to be a very popular one. Hey, look, um, with some news that's happened in ODSE, um, today, or no, three days ago, actually, I just found out about it today, uh, Brady Baldwin we've got on the podcast next week. I'll have a lot to talk about for it. But Bob King has stepped away from ODSC and handed it over full ownership to Brady Baldwin. So interesting to see what he does with that. And thank you, Bob, for all your effort in ODSC getting to where it is. But let's quickly go through the results. It was a smaller field this week, only the four heats. Um, there was a lot of carnage. Um, and some big names missed out. Uh, the biggest one was Clayton Davies, unfortunately got taken out um, and wasn't able to get to the feature, which was which was sad to see, considering how well he's been driving. But Tim Ryan turns up. Tim Ryan wins at the moment. That is what's happening. He is just an absolute amazing driver at the moment. So uh, definitely check out how how much look it looked closer towards the end. It looked like he one of the restarts he was almost going to get. Um, uh, sorry, Brad O'Brien, who was in a very controversial incident. I still don't understand how he didn't get a penalty, but he took out uh, one of the drivers with a big slider. But um, look, they didn't let him. Didn't nothing happen from it, so he ended up coming second. And he really did push Tim on one of the restarts, but once Tim got going, that was the end of him. So is a, uh, well done to Aiden Beerline as well for getting third. Very good effort. Is Tim still uh, driving one armed with one arm behind his back and the yeah, other. Yeah, he's still injured, blindfolded, and all of those things is still winning. Yeah, he is. He's still very much injured. So well done. It's crazy. Uh, Harry Stewart fourth as well. Clayton Tilly in fifth. Uh, but yeah, Berkeley was the other one who missed out in a, in an unfortunate way as well. But there's a few names that weren't there this week, so that is unfortunate. Um, quickly going to go cover some full throttle stuff uh, before we get into the chat with Into Sim uh, about that league. Uh, just quickly, full throttle. Um, you can full throttle. It's got a NASCAR Next Gen Series starting up on the sixth of July. First race will be at Atlanta Motor Speedway, 134 laps. Check that out. They are racing weekly up to the 21st of September, uh, where they finish at Talladega. So major sponsors: Activity Hub Bali, 
Um, go check them out. There's full throttle. You'll be able to find it. I oh, sim racing leagues. I think it is on Facebook. Otherwise, hit us up. We'll um, we we post it on our Facebook every now and then. Uh, but that's a pretty cool series that's going to be starting up. V8 ovals were run and done last Sunday night, and Todd Maxfield took out the first place with Cade Donnelly in second, Barry Neal in third, Dane Priest in fourth, and Aaron Dillon in fifth. Well done to all you guys. Uh, it's a fairly few familiar names in that little league, so uh, thanks for Raymond Jager for, for getting me onto that one, and hopefully I'm going to try and get a race in there some stage soon. Uh, their Cup Series uh, had Ruben Phelps, uh, name we've talked about before as well, coming first, Brad Allison in second, and Sam, I'm there, Cusinos. that one. Um, came third as well, so well done in the full throttle cup. So, we went into into sim switch up series. I can quickly run through the results, but I'm best to let the second place getter from Friday night, Michael Scurlock, tell you all about it. Also, a little bit of a story about Nathan Verney that you might not know as well. So, here's Michael Scurlock on the into sim switch up series. And welcome, Michael Skurly, Skurlock, to the podcast. How are you going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Happy to be here. You are happy to be here because we got you the one time you haven't won something on the podcast for coming second. Congratulations on your second on Friday night, mate. How's it feel to come second? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I would have liked to get a uh, win on to the show, that's for sure. But uh, this is a locked-on Skurlock podcast, isn't it? So I it thought is. I might as well make an appearance. That's it. We finally got you on after all the times we've talked about you. But look, if we talk, we'll go on for about half an hour. And I don't want that. That'll be a whole separate episode. We'll do that down the track. But we're here to talk about Into Sim round number four, which was at Homestead Miami Speedway in the Cup Cars, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, cool. Sorry, I'm just quickly trying to do stuff. But so we went round four and you had a second. So how'd you go? What, what happened? Talk us through the race, mate. Well, the whole it started a bit weird from the, the get-go, to be honest. I think the setup that they used in the racing server was... Uh, it's a setup that iRacing makes. It's a fixed setup, but it's yep. an open fixed setup. So it's like a, an advanced fixed setup. So it's meant to be there so you can tweak a few things and you can try to compete in the the, you know, the, the highest class of NASCAR, which is the, the open A. Yep. Okay, but... um. I think it was set up for a, a day track, so the race was set at night time. So what that means is that it, it's because it's a day setup. Um, it's it, it they uh, sorry a, a car is going to be looser in the daytime, yeah. but then if you race it at, at night time because it's cooler, there's more grip and the car doesn't react the same. So what yeah. happened was the cars were driving like a like a semi trailer. It was horrible. They were just ploughing. You, you can't really tell when you watch it on TV, but the things didn't even want to think about turning. Um, you still managed your second. Well done. Yeah, well, I got lucky, to be honest. It took me a long time to sort of figure out how to drive it. And early on, I actually started hemorrhaging positions. Mate. I was like, I was in the top five. And then I went all the way back to like, you know, all my teammates were just passing me. I was like, oh, no, I've got nothing. I'm just going back here. I'm going. And then in the end, I was like right near the back of the pack and I just pitted really early, got yep. new tyres, and then I realised what I was doing wrong. Like basically, I was just driving it too hard. I was just turning yeah. it in like, you know, I mean, you've got to be real gentle on the thing. And um, okay. 
I figured out how to do it, mate. And then there was a yellow towards the end that really helped me out. And then, because I knew what to do then, I could keep up. I just couldn't beat Jason Martin, which I didn't expect to, to be honest. Not in this one. Yep. So congratulations to Jason Martin from Mitch Motorsports, who did take the win. Uh, very, very good drive from him. And unfortunately, he's a man of few words, I've been told. So we got the man with the most words on the podcast instead from second. And Edward Foster, uh, notorious uh Put name on this podcast as well uh, came in third. So you're sitting second in the championship, mate. What do you think of this whole switch up series, anyway? No, I like it. I really do. I'm a bit uh, gutted early on in the IndyCar race. I didn't understand how the the tire changing worked. I couldn't figure out whether we had one set of different compounds. So there's two different uh, compounds. Yep. I wasn't sure whether or not we had one set of primary and one set of the alternate. So I just went gambled and went, oh no, we we got one of each, and then I put the wrong tyres on, and then we had nothing left, and then the race just went horrible after that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm spewing. I didn't win that one. I really wanted to win that, but uh, I like the I like the idea of it. Eh? Like it's, I think it's the best thing to do on our racing. To be honest, you just do everything. Definitely try out something new each week. What what your what race or round are you looking forward to coming up in the future? Um, I actually don't mind the one coming up. Ooh, uh, the, legends the Legends of Bathurst. Bathurst. Yeah, they, that will yeah. be interesting. Um, because that'll definitely reward the, the skill for the driver, I believe. Yeah, I don't think I've ever driven a car around there, but really, I know a lot of people host races around there in it, so it must be fun. I can imagine yeah. there'd be a lot of drafting involved. Definitely a lot of drafting. Did you never end up at Bathurst for when you were in Aussie car that, that one or two seasons? Oh, I've raced the Skip Barbers around there, which but I hate. But not the Legend. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate the legends. But I, I hate. I can't stand the drafting tracks on the skippies. I'm too nervous, yeah. mate. Like I love the car, but yeah. I can never be successful on those drafty ones because I just haven't got the balls to risk taking everybody out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, which is an interesting thing because you're you're winning the the super speedways in the NASCAR where you are nose to tail and side to side with all the other cars on the track, and yet yeah, yeah. Normally I wouldn't. To be honest, that's surprised me as well the it first has. win was ridiculous the first win was wasn't a win like i just got that out of nowhere yeah. that shouldn't have happened mate so the second one actually is the best super speedway race i've ever done because it actually did work out where i got to make a good move at the end and actually got the victory it worked it never happens so i'm stoked on that but i'm still not any more confident about it nah you're doing well you're doing well mate you you've Pitcher was the main face of Anne's car for a while there, mate. That's a banner. Yeah, Edward doesn't want to hear about that, does he? <laughs> no, he doesn't. I really, there was a race the other night and I got so close to winning it. And as I was like on the second last lap or whatever, I was, I think it was a five laps to go, but I was catching the leader. It's about to pass him. And then um, I was thinking, I'm going, oh, these, Edward can't argue about me dominating if I win this one. <laughs> and then it uh. all went bad, so. Oh, well, that's okay. Now, I, I've got so many questions to dive in with you, but I better not because we're going to go down a rabbit hole and we'll have a 15-minute segment on the podcast, which Aiden would love, but uh, we better not go too far down. Uh, quickly, I know this is one of the very few nights you're not racing. Uh, what Shout out the leagues that you're racing at the moment. Um, Anne's car. I wish I was still racing Aussie car, but I can't fit it in because it's the same time as Anne's car. Yes. Um, yes. So that's really, the trucks that's, and the you're doing trucks, thunder yeah, and do. cup. Oh, thunder! I 
play basketball on Wednesday night, so it's if I can uh, get in there, I'll do that's it. That's right. I, I saw you last Wednesday for the first round, but apparently there was a power outage or something. Yeah, yeah, power went out. Yep, it was terrible. Um, into sim, obviously. Yep. And that's it at the moment. I've been a bit quiet oh, lately because there's just so much bloody NASCARs going on that I haven't got time to do anything else. Uh, it's a shame. We really want you back in Aussie car because it's either stacked field at the moment. We definitely need someone to push those guys at the front for us. Oh, well, you um, guys have got James on your team, haven't you? Uh, we we fell awesome. into that. It was a very, very good off-season purchase, i tell you that right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, he gave but, me a run for my money, mate, in that New Hampshire last time. He definitely is a very talented driver, but I know I'll not talk about him. These teammates are getting pretty upset about that. The more we talk about him, the, le- the less they, <laughs> they like me. So, hey, look, also shout out your team, the lovely Cranked Esports. Yep. Actually, oh, can I just... Don't, people no. don't want to hear about me. No. I just want to, I just want to say one thing <laughs> Yes. Um, about somebody that you know well. Yeah. Um, my man, Nathan Verney. Oh, okay. Yes. I just want to say, this is probably a story that he's never told anybody because he's not the sort of bloke to go around bragging or humble bragging about anything or, you know, he won't, he won't do this. But, um, yeah, like, uh, I grew up, I was uh, best mates of him from first day of year one in primary school. And, you know, we were, you know, we've always been together. Eventually he moved to Melbourne and we sort of lost contact a bit, but we messaged back and forth a lot. Um, we had a message going back and forth a couple of years ago about whether or not it was worth upgrading to load cell pedals. Um, at the time, we both had Logitech stuff, and I was a bit sceptical, you know, because I was a stay-at-home dad at the time. I didn't have the money, so I was just like, I don't even want to try because if I try, maybe I'll get, it. I'll need them, you know. So, yep. I was just, I was like, I don't know. I know people that say that it's unbelievable the difference, and some people who were really quick, who still are on the Logitech. So I wasn't sure, you know, and, you know, I just told him I didn't know. And then a couple of months later, it was near my birthday, I think, this big box come, at you know, to the front door. It's from Nathan, and um, he used to get also, used to hand me down his basketball shoes and cool clothes yep. that he had. So I <laughs> thought, oh, awesome, he might have given me some shoes. Yeah, no, no, no shoes, no shirts, just a set of V3s, mate, with like the brake performance kit and everything on there. Yeah, wow. And it just said a note on there saying, life's too short to wonder. That's and I was it. like, this guy, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. And one day I'm going to get him back with something super special when I can afford yeah, it. Yeah, no, definitely. He's a, he's a legend. We did uh, get him some, a little bit of money to go towards his VR headset um, while he's been off on his operation. So yeah, he had forward that big to... operation, so yeah. Yeah, hopefully he's back on his feet fairly soon, and um, it all went well. So yeah, very excited. I did hear about this story because I, I commented on stream that not the load cell story, but the fact that yeah, you two knew each other since day one of primary school. I'm like, oh yeah, what? Why is Skurlock racing your colours, Nathan? And he told oh, yeah. me, he messaged yeah, the me rad. the story. Yeah, the rad racing. So. Yeah, well, rad, rad, rad was our movie, mate, from when we were young, the BMX yep. movie. So no, it was a very, very interesting story that, I, and you met, but like, yeah, you, you got obviously a lot closer again back on iRacing when you're all both doing it, and yeah, no, it's very yeah, good. He's yeah. a he's a legend, and you have been you've created a lot of content for us, so you're a legend as well. Um, and yeah, keep going out there, winning, mate. Just quickly, is there anything else you want to shout out before we go? Just yeah, crank esports, obviously into sim for putting on the series, and Aiden, Aiden's actually a teammate of ours now as well, so. 
Yeah, um, who aren't you going to buy up? I'm waiting for my offer. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, I'm trying to get Dav Douglas on the team as well. He reckons it's pronounced Dave Douglas, but I think he's lying about that. <laughs> Did I get it um, wrong last week on the podcast? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, like, I just called him Dav, mate. But, Dav, um, I'll do that next time he's on for his next yeah. week. And, yeah, just quick, just say thanks to Chris for all the nice things he said to me last time. And he forgot to leave out that he might be in awe of what I do, but he forgot to say that he beats me as soon as he gets in the car. So, you know what I mean? There's pretty much barely anything that he doesn't beat me in. Yeah, he's a freak. Freak of nature. It's really <laughs> good to see. Um, quickly, we'll just touch on the championship standings before we go out. So Jason Martin is in the lead at the moment, 360 points in the Into Sim switch-up series. Uh, you're sitting second at 350, so congratulations for that. But uh, Dav Douglas is coming third at 280, <laughs> so uh, it's going to be a very interesting week. Uh, Friday, sorry, on Friday when they go to Bathurst for 20 laps with the Legends. So check that out on Into Sim Esports Network. And thanks, Michael, for your time, mate. I'm yep, thank sure you very much, we'll, mate. Anytime. I'm sure we'll have you on the podcast fairly soon for another win or when we finally get you on for an interview. So hopefully we'll get that sorted out fairly soon. Oh, thanks, bud. I'd love to say you guys are an awesome podcast too. I love it. I actually uh, legitimately love it. Buttering us up, I like it. That's good stuff. <laughs> thanks, mate. Have a good one. See ya. Thank you. Thanks, Gurley, for that. That was a really good chat, and we do we will get him back on fairly, fairly, fairly soon. Um, so quickly, that's there's one more results we really need to touch on. Thank you, Alex McKellar, for giving us a big shout out on uh, Sunday Night Lights as well. You're a legend. Uh, the Bathurst, uh, sorry, as Braden talked about before, uh, Skippy's went to Bathurst, so Sunday Night saw the the strength of field race at Bathurst. Uh, so Ludwig Giedy got first by 0.28 of a second over Loris Amado, Amadio. Uh, Danny Blanco in third. Anthony Jones in fourth. And there's a whole heap more names in there. The The top one that we know was ninth for Donald Sabanel. Uh, and also Brett McBurney in uh, 11th as well. Uh, Russell Clark, unfortunately, seven laps down in 18th. It wasn't a good week um, yeah, at Bathurst so that, for poor Russell. He had a rough time. Yeah, he did, but he was famous and uh, got on the top 10. In fact, he got number one in the iRacing compilation, which was really good effort. So. Just on the yeah, Sunday yeah, Night but... Lights, there was a bit of fallout after that race between uh, Julian Offray and Andrea Bristot in the, um, in the Discord. So, uh, yeah, Julian wasn't all that uh, happy with some of the driving from... Um, Andrea and they were sort of going at it a little bit uh, in the Discord, which is you know not great. It was all done nicely and fairly, but uh, yeah, it certainly looked like maybe some intentional sort of pushing off the track, I guess you could say, from Andrea. So yeah. it was um it was certainly interesting uh, to watch. That's for sure. Uh, the strength of field for this race, by the way, was like four point seven k. It was a massive strength of field. Um, so much so that Ben Snell didn't make the top split race. Um, oh, so, wow. Really? Yeah, so Ben Snell and Josh um, actually had a first and a second in split two uh, because neither of them made the top split race because the strength of field was too high. So uh, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> well done, indeed. Um, but yeah, so quickly look at the tables. Uh, Nao Nagai... Uh, got is on top of the table currently. Uh, Loris Amadio 
is in second. Uh, Benny Simonson is in third. Joshua Fitzjohnston is in fourth. And that's as far as I'm going to go. Donald's actually in sixth, so well done to you as well. Um, but yeah, very, very good series. Like I said, if you're into Skippy Barber and you want to test yourself out, um, definitely the place to do it. Uh, many, many splits on that night. Many chances for you to see how you compare to some of the best in the world. Yeah, so 9.15pm um, on a Sunday night, Australian it. Eastern Standard Time. Definitely. And we are definitely working to get Alex McKellar onto the podcast at some stage as well. Uh, so yeah, that is... Um, definitely the results done. So thank you to all those people who are sending in results uh, where you can. Uh, we're going to quickly go on to the news, which we've we've touched on a few things here, but we're going to quickly... So there's nothing really of interest in the patch notes. Um, we sort of missed them last week, but this week sort of... Uh, there's the launcher, the connectivity, um, the event start down column was not sorting correctly, so they fixed an issue with that. NPR in the table view. Is there anything that really stands out to you, Brady? No, there wasn't. I had to read through it earlier. Um, and even last week's ones, to be honest, there wasn't all that much in there from last week. Last week was all about uh, some of the tyre parameters for road courses for a lot of the NASCAR car um, car. Um, yeah cars <laughs> and yep. uh basically the only thing that i found of any kind of interest to be honest was that some of the ads and the signs have been updated at uh coda <laughs> so that was about as interesting as the pa- uh, patch notes got this week unfortunately okay so we'll go on to the actual news that did drop this week which is the information about uh four new uh series that are starting uh in season three of 2021 so um, they're all fixed setup uh, races. Yep. Uh, they include a fixed setup F3 to sort of have that fixed jump between sort of Skip Barber up to Grand Prix as sort of F3s have always been there, but it's always been a little bit daunting. So this uh, offering a fixed setup, you can actually just jump in yep. uh, and race against other people, knowing that you're going to be in the same boat when you, you come up against them. Uh, the new Formula V, which we once I thought was an April Fool's joke, is definitely still coming and uh, is coming to Aussie Car as well, which got announced during the week, uh, but is also getting its uh, its own fixed series in rookie class. So we now know it's a rookie car, so it'll be a free car, and it will be racing as part of the your rookie licenses. So we'll have to get it just gives that extra our, option for, for... Sorry, we have to get our on to talk about the uh, upcoming Aussie Car series for that at some point as well. Yes, already talking to him about that, so I can't wait for that. But um, it's the big thing is it, it, it's filling out that open wheeler path that we never really had yeah. too much. Like, okay, cool, you do MX-5s, and now you jump in an open wheeler with Skip Barber. Uh, at least now this gives you a an actual path you can start and just go straight the way through to Grand Prix if you want to. So really taking on sort of Formula 1 a little bit more so lmp2 which we've all talked about how good it is um now gets its own fixed challenge mm. so looking forward to that this is what i'm interested in i think it would be fun because obviously the lmp2 is such a fun car so it'd be interesting to see if the races are shorter or how long they are or, or what it is i actually think this one's going to be quite um, a good series to have a run around in yeah it definitely is and um i've got the 
the LMP2 ready to go painted up. So it is definitely a launching point rather than racing around in, is it IMSA that it's in? Yeah. Um, yeah, rather, rather than doing that, um, this is probably the place to, to really hone the skills of that car. Uh, we get the uh, World of Outlaw Sprints cars has the fixed series coming in as well. So sort of gets the um, the extra spot for you to, to jump in and, and test your stuff out because that is one of the more daunting things, especially um, when you're going to a, a car that you don't really know much about is just not really knowing if your setup is the thing that's causing you the that you're slower than them or is, is it your skill yeah. at least here you'll be able to get everyone in the same boat and we'll find out how you can be better at it um improve by watching lines and not having to worry about whether it's the, the setup or not for sure yeah interesting I'm, i've definitely got more keen on the the sprint cars or the dirt dirt stuff since Matty joy started getting us into it um so yeah, Brady definitely. next week might have you a full-blown sprint car driver. Who knows? Oh, God, I hope so. Because, oh, look, I've been talking about this week with um, Skip Barg, but I think it's the closest thing to dirt racing, dirt oval that I've seen, where you've got to throw it in and put a slider in to, to, to really get the overtakes on this track. It's not just a matter of pushing the line. It's a matter of you, you do the right line until you can dive in and, and, and sort of push push through. So I think it's, it's very interesting. But, look... I can't wait. It'll be good. I'll, that's probably what I'll jump in, the 410 sprints. Um, should be good fun. So that is the news. Uh, we do not have a rotating segment anymore. <laughs> uh, we are just too long. Uh, we will, Like I said, we're working on some stuff in the background that might be able to yeah, just free us up for some time. But we, we, we also don't have questions this week because I, we just don't have time for that either. <laughs> um, so we're going to go to the closeout. So, Braden, mate, what are you looking forward to? What are you going to be racing and where can people find you? Yeah, well, I'm hoping to jump into some Hockenheim races for the Skippy officials at some point. I guess we didn't really touch on that. I'll quickly just mention about the fact that the race is about 30 minutes long this race, so you actually need an extra click of fuel. So uh, anyone who's out there... Don't tell anyone. I want some free positions. Oh, you're not going to get time to race. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> so hopefully I'll jump in those. I actually did stream for about four hours on Saturday when doing those Bathurst races uh, with the time I thought I had that I really actually didn't have. Uh, so you can catch that at twitch.tv slash the1dwade. I saw someone uh, gave me a follow overnight. I'm assuming it's a podcast listener because I wasn't streaming at the time. So... Uh, that was really good. And if you want to have a chat about anything sport related, uh, hit me up on Twitter at Braden Talks. I'm always over there whinging about my football team or something. How did Port Adelaide go on the weekend? Yep. So anything you want to shout out? <laughs> <laughs> not well. Not well. Um, no, I, I know. I saw the result that my 40th was that was really good <laughs> to watch. Um, now, nah, look, uh, I've plugged everything at the start. Locked on lads on Facebook is the main place. We're trying to pump all our content. I am trying to get a few more people to stream there as well because you guys seem to like the streams there as well. Uh, we have got some stuff we're working on in the background, but Locked on lads on Facebook, go check that out. Give us a like and give us a follow if you can. That's the key stuff we really need to see. As far as Facebook goes, you us getting more things we're allowed to do on there. The more likes and the more follows we get, that's that's the matrix the metrics they look at. So obviously... Um, repeat watches as well but yeah that's the main thing is those likes and those uh follows locked on lads on twitch is where i stream locked on lads on 
on Twitter, but me personally, Wool Coast Chill Zone on um on the on Twitter as well. Sorry, I just got the results for the Gentleman Club just came through right now, which is just a slightly little bit late. I'm sorry, we'll try and touch on that next week. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley, though. Um, and yeah, so the 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 subs and the reviews on um the podcast itself is the key thing. Go check out the Man Cave podcast, lockedonlads.com slash discord is the place we want you because once again the more numbers the more discord allow us to do as far as partnerships and community and stuff like that and, and being able to be found so the more of you to jump in it is a good place as well the the there's plenty of reasons to be active in that discord we're always having chats and stuff like that so definitely drop in there and check it out uh the memes are probably the main reason you come along <laughs> and stay anyway so just come along lockedonlads.com slash discord but yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll catch you all tomorrow night uh, for the race on Aussie Car. But otherwise, we'll talk to you next week when we have an absolutely amazing chat lined up with Brady Baldwin. So thank you, everyone, and have a good week. Bye for now. Keep drive safe, drive fast. fast.